Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Dear listeners, I understand that it's a hard world out there. I understand that the economy is in freefall, that uh, likely we are all to die in a kind of mass revolution, uh, imminent any day now as people storm the Bastille. Uh, but I want to tell you that there is hope out there. Uh, you know, what do people need at this time? And I have found it. Of course, uh, it is that the unpublished novel Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, which for years you could download half of on her website, is finally coming out in full novel form. Of course, uh, as longtime Twilight fans like myself will know, uh, it is a retelling of the first story, not like the already published retelling of the first story where Bella is a vampire. No, it's just a retelling of the first story, but from Edward's perspective. I appreciate that we have now returned to the basic premise of Twilight three times. And there's nothing more I could want. So, dear listeners, when you look out there at night, when you see the fires uh, coming from society burning down, uh, when you see your loved ones uh, in pain and agony, just know that, of course, there is a new Twilight book coming out and it's making it all worth it. You know, normally you offer some level of interactivity in your opening bit. That was just a monologue. That was a monologue. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I, I, I'm trying to think of other. You know, I mean, how, what, Jamie? What is your, how, what is your background in Twilight? You know, how, are, how much of a Twilight? In Twilight? Are you? Well, as you know, I can't read. You can't read. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, definitely not done the books. Um, I watched the. F- did we watch the first film together? I watched the first that's, film yes. with you. I think. About eight months ago. Yeah, that's um, true. It was bad. Uh, it, it, was, it was not good. That's wrong. No. Okay, let's... let's, let's what's wrong? Let's Wait, what's that, wrong? That, that it was that bad back. or that we watched it eight months uh, ago? That, that is bad, Jamie. The first one, I think everyone can agree. This is not a question, all right? Everyone can agree the first one is great. All right. First one is great. Second one is sexy but bad. Third one, surprisingly amazing. Fourth one, talking dog film. Fifth one, weird but fuck it, why not? Hello and welcome to Hanks Hack, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Twilight should have won the Oscar, damn it. <laughs> of course. Uh, now, um, Al, have you, have you checked the, the, the title of this podcast? Uh, of course. Uh, of course we are uh, Christian Stewart. Hewitt Bank? No, that doesn't work. No, no, no. <laughs> I, specific, specifically this episode. Oh, yeah. Specifically this episode is, of course, uh, Tom Hanks in Twilight. Right? <laughs> Tom no, Hanks' no, it, appearance it is in the background of Twilight. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be around about the level of the expected dumbness of this podcast. <laughs> uh, what I was referring to was the fact that we have a guest. Uh, oh, that's and that true. you've that's subjected true. our poor guest uh, to that terrible monologue while he is desperately, desperately trying to remain quiet. It's true. Uh, so I will put him out of his misery. Uh, joining us this week uh, is Corey from the Sci Guys podcast. Say hello, Corey. Hello, Corey. Uh, <laughs> Yay! He knows the bit! He knows the bit! <laughs> You're the first person we've had on this podcast that knows any of the inside jokes. <laughs> I think it's just, it's that, and also the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm a little minx, aren't I? Just a little minx. 
um sorry for subjecting you to that to that awfulness uh, up top but it was very enjoyable watching you desperately trying not to laugh through it it is it is you know nice to have that positive feedback yeah uh, it's it's you know it's very funny it's like almost having an audience member in the room with you oh, uh, except oh, not yeah. in the room <laughs> you say that again oh, don't worry <laughs> We kept Alyssa upstairs for years. We had an audience member upstairs angrily listening to us doing it. Um, uh, and don't worry, I will be utilising the having an audience member here uh, very, very well right. later in this show. Uh, but before we get into that, um, normally we piss about for ages up the top of this. Mm. Uh, but you're here for a reason. And that's a very specific reason. Uh, it is... You don't look scared. You know the reason. I thought you um, meant I was here on this planet for a reason. You're giving me the meaning of my life. Fantastic. Oh, oh, don't worry. We will get into that. Uh, but you are here on this podcast for a very specific reason. And you're here on this episode for a very specific reason. Um, there's a little thing about you that some people may know, some people may not. Uh, and that's that you consider yourself one of the world's largest Simpsons fans. Is that not correct? Well, I, I wouldn't say quite largest. I've, I've slimmed down quite a bit. No, I, I, I do. <laughs> I love the Simpsons more than anyone else, I th I think. Um, okay, cool. Well, my aim for this is going to, uh, to delay you from uh, talking about the Simpsons for as long as possible, <laughs> because this is a Tom Hanks podcast. Yeah. So before we talk about your love of the Simpsons, do you have a love of Tom Hanks? Do you have any relationship with Tom Hanks at all? Do you have a relation to Tom Hanks? No, yeah, what? Well, yeah, that actually, would be my uncle. wildly more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think everyone loves Tom Hanks, don't they? I don't, I, I don't know a single soul on this planet that doesn't love Tom Hanks. I once uh, gave my friend a signed picture of Tom Hanks. I don't know where I got it from, but, but I, I gave him one. That's I, about, I, that's about I, as far as I get. Into signed Tom by Tom Hanks, or like signed by you? <laughs> <laughs> I assume signed by Tom Hanks. Yeah. Guys, yeah. um, do you have a favorite Tom Hanks project or film or TV project? show? <laughs> I didn't know what I really, I really love that time Tom Hanks helped with like Food for America Oh man that's my favourite Tom Hanks project Really helps everyone The Untitled Tom Hanks project Oh my god I just realised that I've been spinning in my chair and I can't tell what the noise is It's me spinning in my chair I'm sorry It's fine I won't mute it because I can't be bothered That's fine uh, My favourite Tom Hanks project is almost certainly The Toy Story films I think They've just they've been there okay. for as long as I have, and uh, and they've got a special place in my heart. You are not allowed to talk about Toy Story three or four yet no. because we have not oh, yet uh, touched on we those. We have so seen of course, the films. They have not happened in our universe. Yeah, they've not happened. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I'm only talking but, about the, to uh, the Toy Story two films, the two Toy Story films oh. that exist. Of yes, course. <laughs> yes, the most yeah, the only two that currently exist. Um, why why do you love them so much? I watched them as a child, and I think that's that's it. I think it's the it's. Hmm. Hold on, let me let me collect my thoughts. Uh, I think it's the fact that Tom Hanks just disappears into the role, and it's not just because it's animated. He really gets into being Woody, and uh, they destroy <laughs> you emotionally more so than any other Tom Hanks film. I don't know uh, what you're talking about. That's okay. very much doesn't right. happen. Much a... Actually, I guess Jesse's song is in the second one. That's true. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I feel like of... in every Toy Story film, there's yeah. a really sad bit, and you kind yeah. of forget it um, until you watch the film again. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Now you it's did true. say uh, you watched them when you were a child, and that is uh, more relevant to more specifically why I wanted you on this podcast. Outside of just the fact that you love The Simpsons, um, it's that you love The Simpsons, and you are how old? I am twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yes, I I did the maths on this. Um, many people consider the golden age of The Simpsons to be the first ten seasons. Now, those first 10 seasons came out, I believe, between 1992 and 2002. 
the first time season since it came out between 1919 1989 and um well it depends when the this the 10th the one ended i think 2000 even better thank you for fact checking <laughs> me i didn't do any of my actual research but that would have put uh, those first 10 seasons to have come out uh, before you were born and then end you know when you were about 3 years old that is so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- no, that yeah, oh, you're allowed to interrupt. Yeah, that is that is that is true. That is true. Yeah, I would, uh, I would yeah. Like to say obviously you don't know the dynamic of this podcast yet. Uh, feel free to interrupt me at any time. Oh, great. The issue. <laughs> <Just wait. laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> on my podcast, I'm the one that gets interrupted, so I'm not very good at this. Oh, yeah, no. Worry, um, <laughs> I absolutely. Yeah, I I guess I started watching The Simpsons, uh, just just at the tail end of it being quite good. Uh. I actually got into it because all of the box sets came out in October, oh, yeah. which is when my birthday is. So I always got Ooh. those for my birthdays, which is why I've got such a, a love for the show. Yes, that was sort of going to be. So how does someone that young uh, get into The Simpsons uh, as, as much as you did? So do you ever, was it even on TV when you were young? Oh, it was on Channel 4. Yeah, it was on Channel 4 on Saturday uh, yeah. 1 in the uk yeah the simpsons has been on uh, the simpsons has been on for 33 years it's it, they've yeah. not stopped so yeah did you did you watch it because i very specifically remember like six o'clock channel four mm. that was my childhood did you get into it through the tv show like through watching it live or did you watch it like binge it like were you one of the fir- were you the first person to ever binge i i must have been the first person to ever binge <laughs> so i i yeah i i don't know whether i got into it through the tv or not um Probably through the TV, watching it live. Um, mm. Although I say live, the Channel Four ones were um, reruns, so yeah, I, I got into it through reruns, and then I, I watched all of the DVDs and I I binged the DVDs. I'd get them for my birthday and then uh, watch about the twenty two episodes in one sitting. That's it. <laughs> my birthday my birthday parties were me inviting my friends around and watching the entire Simpsons box, <laughs> whether they so, wanted to or not. Jamie, do you still have many friends from your childhood? <laughs> <laughs> more than you'd think more than you'd think uh al you were well, you were going to ask i me think something. this is a fair question right so you said the simpsons great for the first 10 seasons which i, I would quibble with anyway of course the kind of the classic episode which is given of the point where the simpsons jumps the shark way before that season five sweet uh, sweet seymour skinner's <laughs> badass song so for you like with your relation to the show where does the show swap i'm sorry man I'm going to have to fact check you here. I feel like you've gotten mixed up. The what? actual shark jumping moment of the show is not in season five. It's around season 10. And that's um, the principal and the pauper. Uh, it is a Seymour Skinner centric oh, episode, but not the yeah, Seymour yeah, Skinner yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. of. No, 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 uh, no. Yeah, yeah. People say that's when the show jumps the shark. And that is a good point uh, to say that the show is uh, kind of gone off the end uh, because they destroyed a character they built for 10 years. However, yes. I think uh, the key point when the Simpsons... Ha- had died effectively is when they destroyed the Homer Lisa relationship, which is somewhere in about season 18, 19. Um, that's when the quality drops off so much that it's not really worth watching consistently. Yeah. So you don't still watch, uh, watch the like new Simpsons that comes out today? Uh, no, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the Simpsons from about season 26 onwards. I've seen episodes here and there, but I've not yeah. caught up with every single one, which From I want to I do hit- at some point. Yeah, from what I hear, it's like there are good episodes in there. Like every season will have like not even like an A, like a good B, like a B plus. All right, the AV Club will put <laughs> one up and be like, "This one's worth watching," and then the rest of the stuff just. Yeesh. Yeah, man, but that, I mean, when you think 
uh, for, the thing is, The Simpsons right now isn't. It's not a bad show. It's fine. No. It's a perfectly yeah. good show. That what what <laughs> what the issue is is that obviously the show used to be peak. You'd have uh you'd have a plus episodes as standard. Yeah. A bad Simpsons episode is the best episode of any other show, you know, for the first yeah. ten years. Um, and nowadays it's just the same as any other one. But you that's to be expected when you run for 30, uh, 30 odd years. So super question then. Obviously Matt Groening created the show alongside Al Jean and I forget the other creator. Uh, Sam Simon and Sam yeah, Simon. yeah. Is it Al Jean? Um, Al Jean's, he's having producing it, isn't he? Yeah, so Al Jean is, is, he was one of the producers. Um, okay. Yeah. Who am I thinking then? Um, uh, it might be Al Jean. I, I just remember him as being oh. one of the writers. I beg of you to get to your question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Go Wait, ahead. What am I thinking of? Oh, yeah, yeah. So obviously, Matt Groening, like, at some point, obviously, Futurama later on, he later has, what, Disenchanted on Netflix? Disenchantment, yeah. Yeah. How much involvement does he have with the show anymore? Like, is he still in the writers' room? Do you know? Do you know if it's, or is he just kind of, he just gets the checks and? <laughs> I'm really glad that we brought you in, so we didn't have to do any of our own research. Oh yeah, you know, no, this is just just ask bigger. you some fucking questions. <laughs> I've not. Hey, Corey, done any... Could you Google some stuff for us? Uh, I've not actually done any of this research, uh, but this is this is all stuff I know just from watching commentaries as a kid. Uh, mm. Matt Groening hasn't really been in the writers' room. Uh, for years he, he'd sure. show up for commentaries he'd be in he'd yeah. be there but he's not he had it ex- yeah i mean yeah he's not been in he's not had any real contribution for the show outside the first maybe first five or so seasons you know nothing nothing uh, real oh, really so since the first five seasons like oh okay i didn't even know that, that he, makes sense. he's he'd oversee yeah. obviously he's he's got an input but um yeah it's it's not like he's sitting in every writer's room session no hammer hammer away on the jokes you know Okay, so he's not actually like right. the showrunner of it so much as just the creator and oh. was showrunning for a while, but maybe not. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think he did showrun for, uh, for a bit, but um, no, oh. that, that was taken over by other people very quickly. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, it right, was uh, get too James L. Brooks. Sorry, it was James show. L. Brooks and um, yes, James, James yeah. L. Brooks and Sam Simon, not not Al Jean. <laughs> <laughs> that was bothering me, man. So wait, wait. So Al Jean's name shows up. What does Al Jean oh, actually do on the show? He'll be executive. Pro- he'll be executive again, producer uh, potentially. He was a writer for a long time. Oh, uh, he okay. still might be a that writer now. That makes yeah. sense. All right, a great right, so just both for clearing Before we start on obviously the film, clearly we're going into a lot of detail. Jamie, what's your background with the show? I mean, I, I, as I say, watch Simpsons loads when I grow up. Um, I feel like re- I've been re-watching The Simpsons mm. uh, while I go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, fun fact for anyone who doesn't, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. I have tinnitus, which is the ringing on my ears. So I like to listen to things while I go to sleep. Uh, and I generally like them to be something that I'm very comfortable and familiar with, but I don't like listening to music. So I often re-watch TV shows. Uh, and now that, uh, as you know, Al, I am a uh, shill for Disney+. Plus. Oh my God, Everyone you shill Disney, Disney Plus so much. Like, I don't know how one man can shill. It's not even that good. <laughs> Oh, it has all of Simpsons on there. Oh, it's pretty oh, it's good. all the Simpsons so, and the Mandalorian. It doesn't have all the Simpsons on there, actually. It doesn't have all the Simpsons. Ooh. It has <laughs> It has about 80% of the Simpsons because they cropped it. It's yes, a bit, oh, that's it's why a I can't watch it aspect ratio. Apparently it's infuriating. Apparently they're going to put it back in the original format or have that as an option at this some month. point this year? This, this month. month. Okay, thank yeah, God. Okay, so definitely for the US this month. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, fortunately for me, I'm not watching it. I'm just <laughs> listening to it. Um, but I, I didn't quite realise how much I must have watched these over and over as a kid because I yeah. like it's ingrained in my memory. And some of these episodes where I'm like, oh shit, I so distinctly remember uh, remember this. Um, I definitely haven't watched religiously probably since like, I think the last time I remember when I was properly watching, I don't know what season's in, but um, episode 300 with Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. I very much remember being like, oh, that was a great, fu- 300, they made it. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, cool, I've watched this now. I'm done with you guys. It's That was such a non-episode. <laughs> That's, that oh, got, but it had Tony Hawk. That was the point where they got, that was the point where they had celebrities coming in to be the celebrity for an episode and then disappear. It's like, oh, Bart met yeah. Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? You, no, Simpsons wouldn't do that. They wouldn't get a celebrity to play themselves to be in something for three minutes so that people might have oh, to talk yeah. about it oh, on the podcast oh, even no. though it has nothing to do with the fucking Simpsons. <laughs> the Simpsons definitely wouldn't get an ex- well, a, a then current Prime Minister of the UK on their show just to do a short voiceover. <laughs> what are you talking I think about? there's a very there's a difference between having a celebrity on to yeah. make a joke about themselves um, or play a character and having a celebrity on for the Simpsons family to meet the celebrity. Two, yes. <laughs> two totally different things. One of them is amazing and, and keeps podcasts running. The other one is mm. <laughs> it's a big no-no. Um, Al, I assume you only asked me that question because you wanted me to ask it you back. So no, uh, what I is was, your relationship was, with this? I was genuinely interested, Jamie. I'm sorry that I care. I'm a caring person. What can I say? Uh, but... It was actually so that I could ask the question back. Well, so, thank you. Al, thank you. Corey, what you is your ask... relationship with The Simpsons? Why, thank you, Corey. You're a great co-host, Jamie. Uh... <laughs> Wow, Cody's already a <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, it's you know, just, you've gone from guest if, to if Jamie dies, minutes. I know who's next in line. It's you. Soon um, you'll be demoted just to editor, Jamie. I, I promise you, this is, <laughs> this is, this is happening soon. That's my least favorite part of this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so look, I, I, while I think I'm probably not as much of an expert as Corey is, like, for a long time, The Simpsons was my show. Like, it was, I, we had an old kind of, um, like, very small 4x3 TV in my, like, bedroom, which I think used to be, like, the family TV, and then eventually TVs got bigger, and I used to get The Simpsons DVDs, and you'd watch them every night, and you kind of go through, you know your favourite episodes, you can work through, and I think I did that, I think I was watching it on TV probably until, it was on Sky One. You had those brilliant Domino's adverts, of course. And oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't remember where exactly I would have dropped off. Probably around about 2007, I think, would have been dropped off regular watching. So when the movie um, came out then? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think, obviously, yeah, definitely think I saw the movie in cinemas. I think I had it on DVD. Same. Um, I was like, I, I used to draw comics. I actually read more of the Simpsons comics towards the end. But those I would like fantastic. draw this. Yeah, I would draw the Simpsons all the time. So I would, you know, be really into that. I, you know. I I love that show. I really, I think like a lot of my comedy tastes are come from The Simpsons uh, in their like not even prime like seasons one to eighteen. Oh, absolutely! Al, yeah. you, you say uh, you used to draw The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very pertinent to something that happened uh, when I messaged Corey to ask if he wanted to be on this podcast. Um, he sent me a drawing of Bart Simpson and said, <laughs> "I just did that with my eyes closed." <laughs> this is okay. You made this sound as though you you asked me to you asked me to feature on this Simpsons episode, and so I drew you a, a lovely Simpsons character uh, as a gift. <laughs> I was already drawing Bart Simpson with my eyes closed when you messaged me to ask me to do this. <laughs> Those are two completely unrelated situations in my life. 
<laughs> yeah, but just a happy coincidence. Uh, genuinely, uh, the reason I was drawing that actually is because I used to. I was getting onto the fact that I used to draw The Simpsons so often as a kid. Mm-hmm. Once as a yeah. school project, I just uh, I I bound all my Simpsons drawings together and took it in as a book because we had to create oh. something. I, and genuinely, I had I had an entire wall of my bedroom just covered in them. You know, Simpsons drawn as the Fantastic Four, mm. Simpsons drawn as Harry Potter, as uh, <laughs> the Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. <laughs> to the point now where I can draw I can draw a fairly on model Simpson with my eyes closed. Oh yeah, no, I should be clear. This was an insane Bart Simpson <laughs> with his eyes closed. Like I try, we'll we'll put this out on our Twitter. I already tweeted it anyway. Like. I tried it myself and Ellen tried it and it was so fucking god awful compared to this Bob Simpson. It's insane. Um, anyway, before we get uh, too self-indulgent as uh, three men in their 20s talking about The Simpsons, uh, we have to talk about the aliens. Um, oh, of course. Because this is what I'm really excited for, Corey. The first time where I get to talk to someone else that isn't Al about this really weird thing that happened to us uh, in around October 2018. It, it was traumatic. Like, you have to understand this. Pretty like, traumatic. It changed his entire life. Mm-hmm. Not Absolutely. mine, but his. Um, and so uh, I'm obviously... This is also why you're on the podcast and why we're doing the podcast uh, at all. So uh, it's clearly important that you understand the stakes. Uh, but if you do have any questions at any time, please do ask. Um, so around Oct- oh, immediately, <laughs> before I've even started, did you have a question? I was going to make a joke, but I decided against it. Please continue. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you, you'll fit in well on this podcast. <laughs> um, so. We are, of course, the podcast that chronologically reviews Tom Hanks' entire MDB. I say that at the beginning of every single show, but that's not all we're doing here. No. In October of 2018, me and Alexander were walking down uh, Regent Street. Uh, I know where Regent Street is. Al pretends not to know where it's Regent Street, street is. Jamie, it's not a street, Jamie. It's not a street. I don't know what you're talking about. It's somewhere near Piccadilly Circus. And we saw a trampoline. Uh, and of course, being the uh, bouncy boys that we are, we decided to get up, get on. A we started bouncing on this trampoline. Say, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, unfortunately, we weren't ready to make such a fantastic joke at the time. Uh, we just bounced on it, mm-hmm. um, and we started bouncing. And we drew a crowd because we were bouncing so high. Uh, and this, yes, Al, you you have you I, have a have, very I polite have a hand raised. I have a question. Do you think the you job... have a question? Yeah, I have this a question. For you. Well, I, I He's not been listening memory. for the past. For the, was <laughs> was since, the tram- since 2018? Was the trampoline there because of the circus? What? Oh, Piccadilly! Fuck you! I just, I, anyway, I, hey, it's an honest question. Was the trampoline there because of the circus? Now, I would also like I, to ask that question: Was the trampoline there because of the circus? I don't imagine so. I believe the trampoline had been thrown out of a window above. Uh, and landed perfectly on the street. Whoa, 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 whoa. Have, whoa okay. Why did it not bounce away? It's a yeah, trampoline. Jamie. They're known for bouncing. This story has <laughs> holes all over it. <laughs> well, fortunately, the trampoline did not have holes and thus we were able to bounce on it. We were bouncy boys and we started bouncing. We bounced higher. We bounced. We bounced higher and higher. Uh, and people started gathering a crowd and they started going, bounce, bounce, buh. And as they went, buh, it was because we were suspended in animation in midair. Uh, I believe perhaps someone said something like, um, it, is it a, I think at some point someone said something like, is it a bird, is it a plane, something like that. 
a key part of this story, uh, Corey, is that it did happen in October 2018, mm. and so sometimes mm. we forget things. Oh, it's a long yeah, time ago. This is very interesting, because this reminds me of a time in October 2018 when I was... Um, I, I do live in London, and I was walking down Regent Street mm. to, to visit the lovely circus that is at the bottom of Regent Street. Of course. Street. <laughs> and I saw two fellows um, suspended in animation um, above what looked to be some kind of jumping device. Uh, this this <laughs> some, somehow reminds me of this, this moment from my life. Do, it's do an tell your story. Coincidence. Um, and so we looked up, and there was there was a tractor beam coming down from an alien spaceship. Um, and so we were brought up onto this alien spaceship, uh, and they explained to us that they were from uh, the venerable institution of the United States of Space. Of course, mm. uh, it's much like uh, it. In fact, it's it's not really at all like the United States in in our world it's actually more like the un uh, but the united mm. states of space is mm. just you know a nicer name it rolls off the tongue a little bit easier united uh, states of space oh it does roll off the tongue yeah i know isn't it fun Fantastic. to say isn't it lucky that that translation to our language from their language which of course is swagheely um which <laughs> al understood uh since birth innately uh, and could understand innately al has been speaking swagheely since birth uh, mm-hmm. i did not understand them so al was relaying all this information to me yes. uh, while they were talking but at some point uh, they did throw me a pin i injected that into my brain and that meant it turns out to be a, a, a translation chip i did not know that at the time i was just feeling pretty risky mm. uh, and thus i was also able to understand uh, their language of swagheely i'm getting so much back so knowledge far. here I, it's, oh. it's filling my brain so fast um to get through it a little bit quicker of course they did explain uh that uh the planet flomatron 8 mm. uh, was mm. leaving the united states of space uh in a process called flexit uh now the, the, the that's not a dated reference at all <laughs> no nope <laughs> <laughs> and not even more worrying by the day um so uh of course the uh, leader of Flomatron 8, uh, the leader of the planet Flomatron 8 is, holds the position Small Boy Bitch Boy, mm-hmm. uh, and his name was Travid Tramron. Uh, and he, he, uh, <laughs> he, he <laughs> it's worse having to explain this to someone else there. Like that, that's what makes this worse. Normally Jamie goes through it in it's about so much more 30 traumatic. seconds and you can't even understand it. He's like, okay. Yeah. You're telling me this story, but you're really, you're really giving it weight and it takes so many twists and turns. Yeah. I think we can all tell that Jamie's been to drama school. Okay. Because this is a top quality rendition of this. Um, so, of course, um, the small boy bitch boy, uh, Trevor Tramon of Flomatron 8, uh, init- uh, activated article, I believe it was 66? 66. Or maybe 69. One 66. Two. What a... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the executed I... article 66. I, I understand. <laughs> I feel like I'm fairly sure it is article 66, even though 69 seems way I, more in line with the humor what, of this podcast. Here's what I think happened. I think it was another number. And then I think I started remembering the number of 66, and now I'm changing to 69. I'm not sure. Maybe there are two articles. Maybe 66 is to break away. Maybe 69 is to get down and fire fun. Anyway, of course, um, the way he activated uh, Article 66, 69, mm-hmm. who's knows, uh, is by flexing his guns and saying, we out, bitches. Of course. Uh, and that officially started the process of Flexit. Uh, now, of course, I have forgotten how they voted for the process of Flexit. Oh, no, 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 no. They did also Of tell course, us. we know. We know. I, oh god, what is it? Oh fucking hell! How convoluted is this mythology? Oh, it is either. Ooh, have you forgotten? They bounce up and down on nope. the no trampoline. It does, and then it does like... have to do with bounce. It does have to do with <laughs> yes. bounce. Al, you are clearly we misremembering. Uh, we are, uh, we in, aren't they? No, 
I've had so Mate. much coffee, man. I've had so much coffee. <laughs> when, I got myself a when, Chemex and uh, I've had so much coffee, dude. It was up to here. This is this is like lead, this is like reading the Lord of the Rings. Uh, except, well, it's okay. It's like listening to a Lord of the Rings audiobook, except oh, it's yeah. being narrated by two two drunk pigeons of some <laughs> of some description. <laughs> Pretty much, that can't quite recall uh, whether it's Aragorn or Arathor. And uh, no, they, they so you, you're no you're what you're what you're forgetting, Al. It, what you're mixing up is that <laughs> Trader Tramon said we out bitches yes. to activate Flexit, but when Bounce. they voted for Flexit, uh, when they have any referenda, yep. when they have a binary choice, they either vote bounce or bing. Oh, they do. Oh, <laughs> oh. how could I forget? So they they get in a circle, mm-hmm. all the members of Flomatron Eight, and they either say bounce or bing. In this context, bounce meant we're leaving, and bing meant we're staying in. Um, but that's the the way, that's how they say yes or no in Flomatron Eight: bounce and bing. So they all got together. They said bounce, and that meant they were bouncing out of uh, the United States of space. Mm-hmm. And so Trevor Trauma made his official declaration, where he said, "We out bitches and flexed his guns." Of course, we all know this. Uh, of course, of course. I mean, naturally. <laughs> Around about this point in the story, we do need to deviate, yeah. unfortunately, because it was around about this time where Alexander started murdering babies. Was this not I, a deviation I, already? No, 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 unfortunately not. This was the aliens ex- still explaining to us why they were meeting us. Well, we have to deviate oh, from but, the reason but, why they but, were meeting no, us but here's, to explain but here's the, the thing. <laughs> you have to remember, and this is really important, that all the alien... Every alien under 50 looks like Baby Yoda, okay? Just like a sea yes. of Baby Yodas, all right? They just they just swaddle around kind of all the bigger aliens and they're like, oh, I'm Baby Yoda. And so I, I believe the Annoying. terminology we have we have come to use uh, is Al went full Anakin Skywalker on these bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he did completely desecrate uh, the entire generation of Baby Yodas, oh, yeah, all them, um, all which them. are just the baby versions of the regular aliens. We should be clear, the regular aliens do not grow up to be full-grown Yodas. No. Uh, they just grow up to be what we call regular aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very you seem like you have a question. I have many questions. Uh-huh. Okay, great. F- we'll, we'll pause here. <laughs> I feel as though they will not be able to be answered within the, within, within the length of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So I will condense them down to a single word. What? Don't worry, I will explain. (laughs) Um, So Al, of course, uh, was just behind the backs of the the adult aliens, Mm -hmm. went full Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. Yes, of course. Thank you for reminding me. Um, And so at this point, um, I realized that, oh, these aliens probably probably could hurt us and, and I probably should fix this. Now, I am magic. Ah, just true. Small point. Small point of contention. I am magic. So I did bring all these baby Yodas back to life. But there is an unfortunate um, caveat to the kind of magic I use, which is when I bring people back to life, I cannot bring back their memories. So I brought back this entire generation of baby Yodas that uh, Al did completely destroy. But they are now 50 years behind in their cognitive development. Mm-hmm. So there is an entire generation of, uh, of baby aliens here that uh, unfortunately are just going to be, you know, not quite going to yeah, gonna be falling behind in class. It's, it's really sad. Why are they in class if they're 50? Well, because they're they aliens, so they, la- they, live, ah, they live for a really long time. Okay. And so, you know, their development takes, a, they spend longer learning. It's, it's actually a really enriching society where the pursuit of knowledge um, is actually held in more high esteem than just, you know, being productive for society. What I'm hearing here is that you took a very long route to cause brain damage to, uh, to a lot of aliens. Yes, but... 
but we could have just killed them. <laughs> hey, hey, look, guys, guys. Now, I know we caused you serious brain damage, you know, wiped away 50 years, but we could have killed you. Huh? Now, I... I like I I don't know if you're aware of the the term retconning, uh, but it may have been the fact that at one point we described them as being dead, and then thought that was pretty fucking weird. And then we we happen to remember that I brought them back to life. Anyway, we now may return to <laughs> to the aliens, and they're, they 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 chilled out. They were like, don't worry, they're alive, and they hadn't quite realised the the uh, brain damage that we caused. Um, so they carried on to explain uh, that they're looking for new entrants to the United States of space to replace Flomatron. Hey, do you remember that? <laughs> like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flame. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, yeah, I, so I'm then, caught up. I'm yeah. caught up. But of course, the process of Flexit is taking a little bit longer than anyone was of expecting. Course. <laughs> and it keeps on getting delayed. And then and then there's, I think we at some point explained that there is some sort of space disease going around. Ah. <laughs> that, is, that is potentially meaning that this should be delayed even further. Sure, but either way. Sure. They were like, we're going around, we've got this time to search, and you've got your time to prove your worth to join the United States of Space. Yeah. And we were like, cool, we're going to do that by Naturally. showing you the works of our greatest human. Yeah. Now, we now, immediately... Oh. Yeah, of course, immediately we thought of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Now, I've got to ask here, we're how much do you know about Tom time. Hanks? <laughs> how much do I know about Tom Hanks? Yeah, how much do you know about Tom Hanks? I mean, I know his name is Tom Hanks. Um... Okay, okay, so let me give you a little bit of background on Tom Hanks, right? Okay, but first of all, of course, got to go back to everyone's favourite US president, Warren G. Harding. Because oh my god, oh no. What? Oh. As we all know, Warren G. Harding tragically died far too young, alright? And his spirit was left to wander the earth for hundreds of years, at least a hundred years, I think. I can't remember I think when America's 270-something years. America's yes, not so even... <laughs> Between 200 and 100 years, he was left to roam the earth until, of course, this ghost possessed the womb of uh, Tom Hanks' mother. And uh, while Tom Hanks was being conceived, he possessed the baby, uh, zygote, the fetus, whatever stage it was originally. (laughs) And since then, uh, Tom Hanks has actually just been Warren G. Harding uh, in the body of tom hanks it's very confusing but that's just would, a little bit of a sign I, I would like to say that uh, of course everything i had said previously is fact uh, whereas what al said is at best a conspiracy theory <laughs> <laughs> good to know. i'll bear that i'll bear that in mind i'm not one to take conspiracy theories on board but this this one is very convincing exactly <laughs> you just gotta think about it. he loves typewriters who else like typewriters warren g harding of course the inventor of the typewriter it all adds <laughs> <laughs> of course, the adventure of the typewriter. It all adds up. How could I have been so blind? Now, back to, back to of course, the factual parts of these <laughs> stories. Um, we immediately said Tom Hanks. And so we checked through. They were like, great. Can you just like show us some films of his? We had a quick skim through his IMDb, realized mm-hmm. most of his films fucking suck. So we were like, look, chill for a hot minute. Look, Flex, it's taken a while. We're going to go away. We're going to review every single one of his films and his TV shows and anything else that may crop up on his IMDb. And then we're going to come to you with a collection of Tom Hanks projects that are going to prove our worth to join the United States of Space. This sounds awful similar to an episode of The Simpsons called Gump Roast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell them. How dare you reveal our secret? (laughs) Which... Which, incidentally, gains its name from Forrest Gump, which is a Tom Hanks film. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I brought oh, it back. It's all cyclical. 
Fantastic. Now, I hope you've understood all of that, Corey. Does that all make sense? As much as I think it will, yes. Yes. Okay, cool. The last piece of information is the last piece of information they gave us, which is just before they left, they said, oh, by the way, if you don't prove your worth to us, we're going to blow up your planet. So there's there's some quite there's some high stakes here. Stakes yeah. here. I, I, I quite like the planet that I live on, to be honest. Absolutely, which is why we thought it's so important when we're reviewing the Simpsons movie to bring on a Simpsons expert to make sure that we don't incorrectly either withhold it from our Hanks Bank or put it in our Hanks Bank because this is a gravely serious matter. I, I, I understand. I, I, I take this with full responsibility and I, I, I see the stakes. And Fantastic. I'm going to stop talking. Now- <laughs> Good, because, oh, yeah, we have more to say. <laughs> what? Do we? How yeah. convoluted is our mythology? Oh, no, no, there's no more mythology. Uh, oh, it's God. just the other part where we carry on talking for a while. I think it's uh, for anyone who's listening to this mythology. podcast. Uh, sorry? <laughs> uh, for anyone who's listening to this podcast before, of course, you know, before we get into the film, we talk for a full 40 minutes. And then uh, we give a little bit of historical context and a little bit of film context. Corey, you don't have anywhere to be today, do you? I w- I cleared my whole evening, so we're good. Fantastic. Um, so uh, we told you a little about what was going on in the world when this came out and a little bit of fun facts about uh, the film. Now, of course, we are reviewing the Simpsons movie, if that wasn't clear enough already, and this came out in the year 2007. I have been tasked with giving you some lovely fun facts about the year 2007, and don't worry, there will be some interactivity. I thought it would... It, I'm fine with making Al shut up for about 10 minutes while I talk, but I thought it would be a bit mean to do it to you more than once on this podcast <laughs> just try and make me shut up <laughs> I, you can't um so yes this came out in 2007 other films that came out in 2007 we have i am legend there will be blood shrek the third ratatouille juno no country for old men super bad juno and super bad in the same year very good year for michael Sarah. um hot fuzz harry potter and the order of the phoenix and of course charlie wilson's war which is also a tom hanks movie so when we have two tom hanks movies coming out in the same year we split up the year in historical context so i'm going to talk mm-hmm. to you about the first half of uh, 2007 and then if al remembers that it's his job to do historical context next week he will be doing the second half of 2007 next may week. i interrupt with something that may throw a spanner in the works here of course the simpsons movie came out july 27th 2007 which is in the second half of the year I do recognize that. (laughs) But most of the time, we just kind of split up the year into irrelevant of when the film came out. I feel like setting up January to June of two... Al, have you muted yourself? No, I was just counting. He's counting counting on my fingers. (laughs) It is technically after... Yes, it is in the second half of the year. However... I believe the things that happened in January to June are more relevant in setting up the the cultural yeah. ethos and the the mindset of the population you, when gotta, they were watching. You've got to work the out, yeah, movie. the culture it was received in, so more so than the the up to minutes, you know, fun facts. So, what happened in the first uh, half of two thousand seven? What did you? Not mean? a lot. Uh, the original iPhone came out in uh, at the beginning of two thousand and seven. Uh, meth became a class A drug in the UK in 2007. Sick. Uh, <laughs> Before um, then, you could buy it over the counter. It was great. <laughs> keeping it relevant to uh, my now two Scottish uh, guests, uh, Alex I'm Salmon. I'm a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guest. 
I'm like, a co-host. I've been on this podcast for months. Exactly. Yeah, me it's, too. I've been here for this entire time. This is my idea. Exactly. All right, Corey, you and me, the two the Scottish podcast. Now, fuck off, Jim. I have you actually be been there, on this Corey. podcast for this entire time. I've just chosen not mm. to speak up until now. Nothing has yes. piqued my interest. <laughs> um... In 2007, in Scotland, Alex Salmond became the first minister uh, of Scotland, becoming the first member of the SNP to hold that position. Uh, remaining in politics, Tony Blair stepped down uh, as prime minister, uh, leading to uh, Gordon Brown being uh, uh, taking the helm and ultimately the downfall of our society, as he called a bigoted woman a bigot and it ruined the Labour Party for many years to come. Anyway, that, none of that actually <laughs> happened in 2007. I just get annoyed by it. Um, Wait, did it happen in 2007? Nothing happened in 2007. Oh, that happened. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm so confused. So, I'm so yeah, Tony, Tony Blair stepping down yeah. uh, happened in 2007. Gordon Brown taking the helm in 2007. But, but Gordon Brown calling a bigoted woman a woman bigot, a bigot in did not happen in 2000. Right, okay. Yes, exactly. Very confused. Timeline's um, not my strength. Uh, and the final thing that I found, I literally found five things of interest that happened in 2007. The smoking ban came into effect in both England and Wales, oh. which is way later than I expected it to be. Yeah, it had been in place yeah. in Scotland, I think, since 2005, I want to say. I feel like I... Oh, I, well, we're better. I remember the smoking ban happening, but I also don't yeah. remember a time before the smoking ban. Which is... <laughs> I... I only remember it because of airports, because I remember that beforehand in airports, you'd have designated smoking areas, which is <laughs> such a weird idea that they just have these cubes in airports where you can go in and have a fag. Hey, you want to um... kill your lungs? Go to the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, now, here is where the interactivity comes in, because this isn't long enough already. We're going to be talking 2007 music. Oh and I'm going to give you the song. You have to give me the artist. Okay, now, Lord. of course, both of you do have to come up with what your buzzer noise is going to be before I do that. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, you're going to cough. You're going to cough. No, my buzzer noise would probably be, it makes sense for it to be dope, doesn't it? You know, dope. Like, yeah, uh, like uh, our favorite, our favorite character. Uh. So I, I don't. So what? What? It, I don't. I don't understand. No. Dope. No. Do. No. No annoyed grunt. No. 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 Oh, I do believe it actually entered the dictionary in around 2014. I, so I am aware. Of, <laughs> so you know, the, you know the dictionary entry <laughs> date, but not the word itself. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yes. I believe that did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just have memorized the dictionary. So, of course, I know when it enters there. But other yeah. than that, I have no clue. It yeah, was my I favorite book read... growing up, of course. The, dic- the 2014 ah, Webster's yes. Original Dictionary. But but I don't I don't actually read what the words mean. I just pay attention to the editor's notes of when it comes in. And out. Um, so we have do as uh, as Corey's uh, buzzer now- noise. What's your buzzer noise going to be, Al? Uh, which is uh, Sideshow Bob stepping on brakes. Okay, cool. I'm really glad that it's nice and short and sweet, which is exactly what you want from a buzzer noise. Nice and sharp and easy to hear. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, seven songs from the year 2007. That was not deliberate, but it's a happy coincidence. Um, I'm going to give you the name of the song. You have to give me the artist, but you, of course, have to buzz in first. And once, because there's a slight delay on Zoom, don't Mm. buzz in and then say the answer. Buzz in and then I will say whose buzzer I heard first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we have Umbrella. Dope. Corey. Uh, Rihanna. It is Rihanna. That is one point to Corey. And I should say, yes. whoever wins this is the permanent co-host of Hank's Thing. So, so you said you said Umbrella, and I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to do. I completely forgot what the game was. I apologise. I let the team down. All right, guys? I will do better. I promise. Who, 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 who
So whoever win whoever wins this uh, remains the uh, the co-host of Hacks Bank. Now the winner is the person with the most points, correct? Yes. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, crank that. Uh... Don't. <laughs> that, that... <laughs> Al, I fucking hate your buzzer noise, but that was you. Oh, I thought you were thinking. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why your buzzer noise is confusing. Is it a Soldier Boy? It is. It is Soldier Boy. I could have given the full title, which is Crank That Open Brackets Soldier Boy Close Brackets (laughs) by Soldier Boy. (laughs) But I felt it would have given it away a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, good, so we are we are uh, checking in with the scores. One second, just running the numbers. It is one all. Uh, right, question number three. Makes me wonder. So what is the question, sorry? Oh, fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> The song title is Makes Me Wonder. What is the artist? Ooh. Slightly tougher. Could you, no, Jamie, no. could you try singing it for us? Just a little bit of, oh, little yeah, bit that, of singing in the background? That would help. Um, really makes me wonder what I did about <laughs> <song>. you. <laughs> You're making this I'm, song. Up. I'm jamming. <laughs> I've never heard this song. Maybe in my this life. is like an English thing. Okay, it sounds good, but maybe it's an English uh, thing. It it is Maroon Five. Not I didn't one of the better Maroon Five until like 2011. Come on. Okay. Um, AO technology. What are you making these up? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, Al? Justin Timberlake. Oh, not the leading artist on that song. He does feature, Ooh. but not the leading. Yes. In sync. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Justin Timberlake released an In sync song in 2007. I don't know when In sync breaks up. Um, it is uh, 50 Cent. It's pronounced 50 Cent, but yeah. sure. <laughs> But I do know what song I'm referring to, right? Because I'm not going to sing this one. I've genuinely never heard this song. Oh, this is the trouble of being almost 27. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I I remember music in 2007. (laughs) Um, Bleeding Love. Oh. Yes, Al. Yes. Uh, It's, of course, uh, Leona Lewis. It is Leona Lewis. Well done. Take storming into the lead. 2-1. I feel like this is it. I was 10 years old when this happened. This is <laughs> How was I in um, 2007? I I I I Not considering sure. how you guys have done previously, I don't think you're going to get this one even though I very distinctly remember this song. Uh Stars in Their Eyes. Oh, oh. Uh, don't. Oh. Don't. Oh, no. oh, that I think that was Corey just. Just oh. Jack. Oh. That is just Jack. Well done. <laughs> oh. We are all tied going into the final question (laughs) for the rights to be the co-host of this podcast. Uh, And this one is in honour of my girlfriend as she absolutely loves this artist. Love song. Dope. Yes, Corey? Oh, wait, hold on. I thought you said love story. Oh, Oh, but... uh, 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 That's why I for girls. No. For all the marbles, Alexander. Love song is by. Could you sing it? I'm not gonna write you a love song. You don't need to buzz oh, in. Oh, You're the only person left in. Oh. Is it pink? <laughs> it's not pink. Oh. 
This is one of my best friends that I've known for a decade and I don't know her favorite artist. This is terrible. It, it's Oh, it's not her favorite artist. It's just someone she likes. Oh, okay. So don't worry. You're, you're not going to get in trouble when Ellen <laughs> listens to this. Um, uh, it is Sarah Bareilles. Oh, I would never have gotten that. Is, Although- is there a tiebreaker so I can stay on the show? Um... Honestly, I'm just going to have to Google 2007 songs again. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like I didn't use any other ones because the rest of them I thought were too hard. Um, uh, Right. As we've established, Al, when when I do this, I realise that like five songs come out in a year that anyone remembers. That's true. Um, Right. Uh, Okay. Ah, okay. I've got one. Good Life. No, nothing. Uh-huh. Drake? No, very close. Well, sort of. You're in the right genre, I guess. <laughs> what, the, the right genre of mad? <laughs> Canadian <laughs> black man? Is this what you're... <laughs> uh, no, it is It is uh, Kanye West. <laughs> Those are, they're not the same genre. Not one of his better names. The vague hip-hop. Ve- I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Drake Drake was a rapper once. He used to rap. He doesn't anymore, but he used to. I reckon in 2007 Drake probably rapped before he became poppy. Um, mm, I think right. he was I think he was poppy and then he rapped for a bit and then he became poppy again. I can't remember the exact chronology of what Drake does. But apparently okay, his new right. album is bad. And I've got another fucking song for you so someone can win this stupid fucking thing. Pick Paper an easier planes. song. Oh, oh. Paper uh, planes. Uh, okay. Yes. MIA? It is MIA. Yay. Congratulations, Al. You get to remain on this podcast. Well done. However, I will say that I did ask up top, um, <clears throat> is it the person with the most points that wins uh, and the person with the least points that loses? I don't think I have the least points, given that you, my dear friend Jamie, have zero <laughs> points and therefore you have lost. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. I've been hoisted, <laughs> hoisted by my own petard. Uh Right, well, considering I can now take a back seat because I've done the only interesting thing I do in this podcast, uh, go ahead, go off, Kings. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, so <laughs> don't yeah. expect me to lead so soon. Come on, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes, of course. So, uh, talking about the Simpsons movie in general, um, there was a guy. Oh, come on, Al. Once are upon you, a time, Al, are you Matt sure Brady, you want to talk about the had... Simpsons movie? We're fifty minutes into this podcast. Are you sure you want to talk about the Simpsons movie so soon? Have, have we mentioned that we're specifically talking about the Simpsons movie yet, or is it fifty minutes into the podcast and we haven't actually mentioned the film name yet? I feel like we mentioned it at some point. <laughs> I don't know. We definitely mentioned it's the been Simpsons around here and there. Yeah, yeah. Like I believe we probably mentioned it. I think maybe. Anyway, so yeah, many many years ago, a little man called Matt Groening, of course. Had a cartoon uh, called Life is Hell, um, which was like a syndicated newspaper cartoon. Da, da, da. Eventually, he gets brought onto the uh, Tracy Chapman show. Tracy Ullman believe. show. Tracy Ullman show, not Tracy Chapman. <laughs> there we go. Tracy Ullman show. Uh, they do a cartoon on there, which is The Simpsons, and that kind of gets spun off into The Simpsons. Great thing. Uh, my knowledge of overall Simpsons history from there is going to be a bit weak. Um but talking specifically about this, they had tried to make a Simpsons movie for a long time. There had been attempts to turn uh, the episode Camp Krusty, I think potentially before Camp Krusty, into a feature-length uh, thing. Mm-hmm. There was the idea of doing one, which eventually became later became the Simpsons game, wherein like they realized they're in a TV show. Yes. Um, I think 
The issue tends to be a... I'm really enjoying you getting, like, analysed in real time about how to do your facts are. Oh, yeah, because normally I just spout off complete and utter bullshit. So this is it's useful for our listeners. Um, yeah, pretty much, like, The Simpsons was constantly writing all the way through, even to the point where, like, I think eventually they had two writers' rooms where they were just, I, I think, working on episodes kind of concurrently to keep it churning out. Like, most shows will have, like, a hiatus period where the staff go off and like don't work i think the simpsons were constantly working all the way through um eventually i think about 2001 ish uh they get the cast get signed on for the movie and they then go through about a thousand different um iterations of this i think between 2001 2007 even up until like a couple months before the film was released i think they were still changing stuff in the film um yeah, I mean the biggest the biggest thing that stopped them from making the film was the fact that the cast wouldn't sign because the cast wanted money. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird that I can't mm. imagine why they'd want you know one of the most successful TV shows <laughs> in the world being adapted for a movie. Why they'd want like like some money? Oh, but it was it was being floated around from about nineteen ninety. I mean, well, in the early nineteen nineties, but um, yeah, from like nineteen ninety eight onwards, they were yeah. gonna do it, and the the thing that was stopping them was just the cast wait like holding out okay that makes sense um while kind of in production of the film stuff they signed in 2001 they went through like a hundred different drafts of it apparently there are some trailers which have lots of like apparently there's like a lot of content which never made the film including i believe cameos by um ed norton definitely did a cameo ed uh, norton played a character who was supposed to be like flanders um, uh, the Flanders and his sons, uh, but that was eventually cut. I think they actually recorded that, though. I know. I think. I think the character still is not the. I thought that uh, Ed Norton was meant to be playing a Woody Allen type character. So, Maybe I made this up. Uh, who get, who's the guy who gets caught under the dome as it comes down? Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Someone else was supposed to be playing a Flanders esque character, um, and they. I think they cut Ed Norton uh, because of the Woody Allen impression. Yes, he was doing like a weird Woody Allen thing. They kind of had it. He was like weirdly distracted. It's the guy who's kind of like the dome's coming down. He's like, mm. uh, do I do I say do I go? Do I say do I go? And then he gets slammed. Yeah, and they re-recorded that afterwards, which would suck if you were like, I'm gonna be in this Simpsons movie. Great, and you go and watch it. You're like, they it's Edward cut Norton. I think he's fine. He's he's had a, he's had a fine life without it. But also uh, imagine like you're in the film as like I'm here because I'm a celebrity. It's like fun to have a celebrity in the movie, and they were like. Actually, no, we're going to replace them with a nobody. Well, oh, it yeah. would have been one of really, the voice Aaron, cast. You can't call, you can't call the Simpsons voice cast nobodies. Fair point. Alleg- That's true. Allegedly, Aaron Brockovich, uh, according to Wikipedia, I'm going off the kind of the, the proper sources here. Aaron Brockovich recorded, recorded dialogue for it. I'm not sure in which version of this film Aaron Brockovich, the actual Aaron Brockovich, not Julia Roberts, say, Aaron, Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich is a real person? Yes, I've Aaron. not seen mm-hmm. that film. Oh, yes. Aaron Brockovich is a real person. And apparently has a recognisable enough voice that if she was cameoing in the Simpsons movie, you'd be like, that makes sense. Um, always a great time. It ended up being the second highest grossing traditionally animated film of all time. Uh, I believe behind the Lion King. Um, and obviously when you say like, traditionally animated, you mean not like computer uh, no, animated. Yeah. yeah, 2D. yeah so 2D, not 2D. so like, oh yeah, oh, yeah at, least, at least majority 2D. I think there's some, I think like Beauty and the Beast, there are some bits in here which are computer generated stuff like when the house like sinks turns around and spins into the sinkhole i think that is cgi but um i think for the most part it's it's just traditionally animated 2d made about 500 million dollars jeez made a lot of money a lot of money you know they i think you know they premiered it uh you might have this on your list i'm sorry i just they premiered it um in 
a town called Springfield. They had it narrowed yeah. down to about five of them. So they premiered it about a week mm. early in, in Springfield, well, which is nice. Springfield, Aww. Virginia, wasn't it? Uh, yes. I think it, it's one of those weird things where... Um, so obviously, the kind of running joke in the show has always been, you never really know the state of The Simpsons. <laughs> I believe they also held it... Because lots of states have a Springfield in them. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fairly the Springfield, Illinois. Obviously, the birthplace of um, Abraham Lincoln. Um, and I believe they ran a contest uh, in which it would be decided from what state The Simpsons was actually set. Um, which is a weird time. You know, I'm very confused about this, but sure. Um, Kelsey Grammer recorded lines were never included. Um, Sideshow Bob. So yeah, Sideshow Bob was meant to be in it. There's a lot of stuff which is weird. The guy who ends up playing the villain is voiced by the same guy who did Hank Hank Scorpio. Scorpio. So Albert Brooks has voiced about uh, four or five characters on the show. Uh, One of them being Hank Scorpio. And in the original script, um, originally when they were writing the story, they wanted it to be Hank Scorpio. But they ended up cutting it because they thought, oh, we don't want to bring in Hank Scorpio. What if people don't remember who he is? Which is ridiculous because they brought in a completely completely new character um, to play the same role. And also, like, Hank Scorpio is legitimately, outside of the main cast, probably one of the most memorable uh, characters in Simpsons history. Oh, definitely. Like, it's it's like yeah. him and Frank Grimes that everyone remembers. Yeah. Uh, and Sideshow Bob. I'd, I'd come or, or to the main cast, of, if, the we talk about, okay. if we talk about one-time characters, I know Frank Grimes kind of comes back, but if we talk about one-time characters, it, mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely Hank Scorpio is the yeah, most famous. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, is, so is my fun facts. All your fun facts, fantastic! Thank you very much. Made a lot of money. All right, no. oh, they were they were si- swimming, yeah. I was going to say, swimming does, to that, the bank. does that make it the most like profitable uh, Tom Hanks film so far? No. Um, it's definitely I, up 2007. There. It'll be. It'll no, definitely be up no, because the Da Vinci Code made 750 million dollars. Oh yes, no, you said that last. You said that yeah. last week. I, I mean, I can't. Imagine, like, maybe, like, Saving Private Ryan probably hit around these numbers, but I can't imagine... No, you're... I, I, again, like, movies didn't start making, like, crazy, crazy, crazy money for the most part until, like... More recently, a lot of stuff has, like, broken a billion, right? So, obviously, yeah. I think it was last year, um, Disney had, like, f- over five movies make over a billion dollars, which Jesus. is insane. But that's because a... before that... Sorry, but that, that's something that you... That's something that's difficult, though, because we never adjust for inflation. So, when you yeah, adjust exactly. for inflation... Yeah. Gone with the Wind is still the the, the high... Oh, dear God. Uh, when you adjust for inflation, Gone with the Wind mm-hmm. is still the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. Um, oh, bite. But also, isn't it partly because Gone with the Wind has had a lot of subsequent re-releases? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. one of those weird things where, like... With certain, Gone with so, the like, Wind, I believe, was the only movie from around 1942 until 1978. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's re-releases, so those get counted as well. I mean, but even... I mean, even if you... When you account for inflation, you look at films from, say, the mm-hmm. 90s, they tend to have made more money than more recent films which is why the film industry doesn't adjust for inflation oh yeah <laughs> because yeah, they want enough. to flex their metaphorical penises yes because what often fle- what often flexes one's penis when they want to <laughs> yes when they want to show stands up. in front of the minute being like <laughs> look, look we we established <laughs> you won't know this yet Corey, uh, but we established last week on the da vinci code episode that i know nothing about vaginas uh, and i am following that up by establishing that i know nothing about penises as well i am an equal opportunity idiot <laughs> <laughs> I right, feel sorry let's... for anyone that you may or may not be with. And uh, that may or may not is probably correct after this comes out. <laughs> anyway, 
let's get into this goddamn movie. And you, you forgot the most important thing about this movie, Al. Yeah. It's 90 minutes long. Oh, oh it's baby, sixes, do I love it? It's, a, it's, it's 90 with credits. Um, okay. <laughs> but, it, oh, you know on this podcast, I love a 90-minute film. Love smashing through it. And uh, that was honestly one of my favorite things about this. So let's get started. Who wants to begin, Al? You normally do. Sure. Uh, so, of course, uh, and I was deeply worried watching this on kind of a normal nowadays widescreen TV. Uh, it begins with a wee short uh, which is kind of an itchy and scratchy short, wherein uh, itchy and scratchy goes to the moon. Um, itchy, no, which one's the mouse? Itchy scratchy? the most. Itchy. Itchy's the most. Scratchy's itchy's the cat. Itchy, about, itchy abandoned scratchy on the moon, <laughs> comes back down. Uh, he's like, oh, scratchy died and now becomes president. I can't really exact how he does that. You know, I assume he's elected. I, I, I think he runs as a Democrat because Hillary Clinton is his vice president, uh, yeah. which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, he then sees... Uh, Scratchy on the moon, he's like, oh no, I've got to kill Scratchy, and just launches a load of nukes at Scratchy, and Scratchy dies. Uh, now, of course, uh, the Simpsons are in the movie theater, they kind of zoom back. Homer's like, why would anyone watch uh, something in the cinema, which you could watch at home for free? And it's like, haha, a joke. And suddenly, and suddenly those little brackets on the side, they begin to move. This is this is this is a proper cinematic ratio, okay? We're moving away from the regular <laughs> Simpsons. It's not four by three. It's not even sixteen by nine. I think this is cinemascope. I'm not sure. I forget ratios all the time. Anyway, it's a bad boy time. We cut back to uh, they kind of go through the credits. Of course, we see Doctor. It's, it's, it's an yeah, it's an elongated version of of the credits with some sure. new fun fun uh, implementations. And how do you know this is a movie? Because they've got big guest scars, baby. Guest stars. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to be cool and I just misspoke. Um, they uh, and we have Green Day singing uh, the the Simpsons theme song, uh, which he looks at a teleprompter and it just says da 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 da. And yeah, so yeah, that then seamlessly goes into the beginning of the film, which is they are giving a concert and stop and go, hey, can we take a second to talk about the environment? And everyone in Springfield's like, no, fuck you. And it turns out that Lake Springfield is actually super polluted and is eroding away the barge that they are on. Yeah, Green Day die tragically. Uh, of course, uh, at a service for Green Day, uh, the Simpsons are late. Why? Because church is kind of boring. They... Oh, come in, this line down. Um, Re- Reverend Lovegood's just like, hey, if Love anyone joy. has anything. Lovejoy. Not- <laughs> I'm thinking of Harry Potter. You, you call yourself a Simpsons oh, fan. Cl- clearly a fake fan. I've been waiting for it to go back up on the right ratio, okay? I'm not going to watch it in this bad ratio. They currently have it on there. I need it the right proper 4x3 before I go back and watch The Simpsons. Anyway, yeah, tell them to Reverend recut Lovejoy- the Simpsons movie to be 4.3. Yeah, there we go. I, I actually refuse to watch this. All these jokes that happened outside the regular ratio, I no, ignored. Just, they just, will not be mentioned. You just with, like, hands up, like, <laughs> yeah. blocking out the sides of the I, I, I don't want those jokes in The Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like their vertical jokes. I don't like their horizontal jokes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, they're kind of there. Evelyn Love Joy uh, says, "Oh, if you feel the if you feel the spirits, then speak, speak." Uh, a beam lands on Grandpa Simpson. Grandpa Simpson starts speaking in tongues uh, and basically delivers a prophecy. Horrible, um, Jenny- horrible things are going to happen, and they're going to happen to you, and you, and you, and you. I'm sorry. That was off the yeah, top of my head. I know that bit. The rest of this prophecy is... Uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Dale, really a thousand eyes. Ipa, Ipa, Ipa. 
There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's recorded by comic book guy. Homer uh, wraps him up in a rug, and of course the rug is then thrown out, and they go to like a Wendy's to get a frosty milkshake, leaving Grandpa on the car. Much just concerned. The rest of them don't really care. Um, at this point, Homer and Bart, I think, start on their doing a little bit of... Is it handiwork? Yeah, so Homer's, handiwork. Do, Homer's got his list of chores. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and he doesn't want to do any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... He puts a, he gets rid of the hornet's Sandbox nest, over. he fixes the sinkhole, yes. and then uh, one of the last ones he does is he has to re-shingle the roof. Yes. Oh, and very importantly, when he fixes the sinkhole, he just puts the... Um, he kind of... He fudges all of them, he doesn't really do any of them, but with the sinkhole, he puts over the sandbox on top of it uh, to cover it up, and uh, yeah, that happens. And then point. pops Maggie in uh, after <laughs> after yes. that doesn't work. Um, um, on the roof, then, they're on the roof. Yeah, but yeah. He hits his eye. Always fun. Uh, at this point, uh, they start doing dares. Also, I believe around this time is when Lisa meets her Irish boyfriend. Um, she's like campaigning for for the um, for the like stopping pollution and shit, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone else is being like "fuck you." And then she meets a lovely little Irish boy, uh, Colin. Could you could you could you hear me wow, really Jamie flirting with the decision to make that decision? <laughs> Am I going to go for that? Let's really think. He's got an Irish bro. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So. Um, Yes, he meets uh, this this little <coughs> dumbass little kid who's from Ireland and loves the environment as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they start to hit it off, and she starts to get a semi boyfriend. Um, a semi. Homer and Bart. <laughs> she starts to get a semi. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, yeah. So they uh, they start doing dares. They start to escalate. One of them goes wrong. I can't remember which one goes uh, wrong. None of them really oh, go too the, wrong. Oh, we have the no. naked. We have the yeah, naked. Yeah. So, oh, so Homer basically yes. dares Bart to ride naked uh, to Krusty Burger, Burger and back. And back. Otherwise, it's chicken. Bart's like, of course, I'll do it. Gets there and eventually just hits the Krusty Burger window and gets stuck there and has to be taken off by the police. What and happens then, is uh, the police uh, the police start chasing him and shoot out his, uh, his skateboard wheels, which causes him to crash mm-hmm. and then smash into the window. That yep. is true. And, and then, then they just tie him to a post and just leave him there. Also, very keenly, important part of uh, Simpsons lore, uh, we do see Bart Simpson's dick at this point, and it is small. Well, he's a 10-year-old he's a no, boy. <laughs> do, don't sit there smugly. I've got a, I've got a bigger <laughs> penis than a 10-year-old. You know nothing about dinosaurs, my friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have established this. Uh, but no, we do see his dick. Like he, they, there's like a bunch of like frame shots where it's yeah. covering it, and then there's a joke where he goes through a hedge mm. where the hedge is covering everything except for his penis. Jamie, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I find it really creepy. You remembering this great detail, uh, <laughs> cartoon child penis, and I'm not sure how I want to react to this. I'm uh, not gonna lie. Help. I find it really offensive that you didn't watch the film closely enough to see the small boy penis. You have a job to do, Alex. He is. Jamie is combing every single film he watches for <laughs> small boy penis. Every single oh, one. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, so yeah, uh, he gets um, hooked up, and so uh, mm. Bart starts to get unhappy with uh, his dad, and so well, he goes yeah. to look well, to Ned Flanders as a well, so surrogate so, father figure. Yeah. So Homer what shows up? Do you mind if I? Do you mind if I yeah, cut yeah, on sorry, sorry. Go for it, go for it. Please, go. please correct so, me. I'm so wrong. What happens here is uh, Homer then shows up. Uh, the police the police are like, is this your fault? And he's like, no, it's not my fault because I don't want to go to a parenting course. Uh, and then he tells Bart, hey, I've got everything you need. Shirt, uh, socks. And Bart's like, you don't have my pants. They walk inside. Uh, obviously American pants, by the way. They walk on mm. inside to Krusty Burger, who's there but Ned Flanders, who has an extra pair of pants for Bart Simpson. Because uh, of course he does. 
and that false that's that starts the little beginning of uh ned and ned and bart's relationship mm. their father's son also right? here importantly yes. is a little friend of ours a little piggy that's yeah. right crusty has a new burger uh <laughs> the which clogger. they're trying to sell the clogger naturally and uh as part of advertising this they've kind of got a little pig to have in the back of their promo uh, afterwards of course you're going to do with the pig what people do with a pig and that is kill it uh but instead uh the pig escapes uh to homer who decides that he loves this pig uh more than anything he's ever loved in his life it, yeah. it's cute it's uh you can dress it up in different costumes he takes it back home to marge marge is like i don't want a pig in the house homer's like it can do you pulls its tail it squeals uh, and but it also burps, so it's like Homer, and they get to keep the pig. It's yeah, a great time a, for all, except Bart, who a is a bunch sad. of fun jokes about the pig, uh, like integrating into the lifestyle of the house. Uh, the and the funniest thing that ever happened uh, to fourteen-year-old Jamie was the Spider Pig song, of course. Yes. I'm surprised, by the way, pig. that this did not show up in the music round because this uh, got to I think number three in the Irish charts and into the top twenty of the UK charts. No, he is the Spider Pig. Not this version. I download the Spider the the choral version from later on. Oh, the choral version is quite good. Yeah, the choral version got into the charts in the UK and Ireland. You know, yeah, Corey, that... you sound like a really great co-host. You're full of all these really good facts. <laughs> I, I think I might have to replace Jamie. I, it's, you know. uh, maybe all I should I have stayed silent for this entire time. Perhaps I should have spoken up sooner. Um, so yeah, we get all those fun things, including the Spider Pig song, which genuinely I remember distinctly at school being like mm. everyone would just sing it at each other because mm. it was the funniest fucking thing anyone had ever heard. Um, watching back, I'll be honest, it's not that great of a joke, but... <laughs> It, it, Whoa, it very it's much, a pretty good joke. Okay? <laughs> it was very much a yeah. nice nostalgia. It was a meme. Yeah, before, it gets a solid chuckle. It was a meme before memes really became big on the internet, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the key point is a uh, bunch of poop develops up in a silo in the garden. Uh, it's where he's been keeping mm. the pig poop. I yes, have a fun fact. Yes, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I need to interrupt okay. with a fact. This scene was actually on uh, the seventh season DVD the DVD box set. Oh, this, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, a sort of animatic of this, but it actually changed slightly, but I don't remember what mm-hmm. the change was. I realized I should have, <laughs> I should have thought of that before I started talking. No, uh, but this, uh, this, uh, this uh, came out uh, quite a bit before the, uh, the film actually did. So they had it done huh. quite a while before. Yeah. Um, sorry. Continue. Uh, Homer and his pig <laughs> silo. Yes, pig silo full of uh, both pig shit and canonically Homer shit as well. He says he filled it up a little bit as well. Um, and Marge is like, get the fuck rid of it. Now, uh, the... Um, Simultaneously, Lisa has... Yes. yes. No, no, even before that. Simultaneously, Lisa has been uh, going around town, has held a press conference being like, look, the lake is about to be completely polluted and toxic to humanity and we might all die. Uh, it's going to be horrific, massive environmental consequences. Mayor Quimby's like, cool, we're going to clean up the lake, all right? That we need to get this shit out of the lake now anymore and we'll all die. They get this stuff out of the lake. That's all fine. And they, Homo- yeah, they, put, they put up a bunch of signs stopping people from dumping in the lake. Yeah. Uh, there's Homo- also a fun sequence with them stopping Cletus from dumping in the lake yeah. uh, by just proof. putting up a, a, like, like a wall. <laughs> a like waist a, like high a wall. Like a high wall. <laughs> mm. I, goes I to the plants, tries to dump I, it. I there's a big queue. can't. Sorry, and more on. importantly <laughs> no uh, no no please Marvel Corey do you just do the best of your Simpsons characters impressions at any point even if we carry on talking just a ni- it's a nice undertone a little bit yeah, of background noise it's giving it to us adding yeah. it's a- 
at uh, Lala Donuts. They're do- give it, doing a kind of closing down, not even a sale. They're just giving out all the donuts they have left. Homer wants to get those donuts. So rather than go to the waste chemical plant, he drives on down to the lake to dump the silo into the lake, uh, hitting a series of don't dump, don't dump, don't go close to stop. And now, also stop hands now, more signs. men. <laughs> Here's um, the thing. The, the one thing when I was rewatching this film that that drove me up the wall. Homer is so incredibly stupid. Pick up the donut and then dump it. You don't need to. You don't need yeah. to dump the waste before you pick up the donuts. You know. Wait. Whoa. 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 Co- Corey, are you telling me that Homer Simpson is of below average intelligence? <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's not I... something that is ever brought up in the film at all. <laughs> not once <laughs> this is just a stupid decision that the audience is left to think about after like after the film you don't really like, of course this is a dilemma what what else is he supposed to do if this ends up being the reason it doesn't go in your hands <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he dumps it in the lake the lake gets super over polluted and mm-hmm. like uh, like warps a bunch of animals including a squirrel which ned and bart run into uh when they're running into it uh the epa turn up uh and take it away and are like uh, for anyone who doesn't know the epa are the environmental protection agency um and yeah so they've uh, they've rolled up and they're like oh shit shit not going well this is when we meet hank scorpio light and arnold schwarzenegger played by oh what's his real name rainier wolfcastle <laughs> Rainier Wolfcastle. Thank you. <laughs> I said the real name. <laughs> What's his fake name? What? So Rainier, no. Rainier Wolfcastle is playing Arnold Schwarzenegger as the president um, in this. No, um, Rainier Wolfcastle isn't a. Ra- Rainier Wolfcastle no, is McBain. He's an actor in the Simpsons universe. Yeah. No, he, he's not real. It's the same voice. Yes, yeah, Rainier- <laughs> yes, it's the same. Oh wait, so is it? Is it canonically? Well, whatever. It's the guy no, wait, that it's is the- Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Rainier- canonically Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So Rainier Wolfcastle Just as a me. character is Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Simpsons universe up until they introduce Arnold into the Simpsons universe. The same way that Dredrick Tatum is Muhammad Ali. Ah, cool. Yeah. Right. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's here. He's playing uh, the president. Uh, we get... Uh, he is the ab- president. He's, he's not, he's, he's not he's playing the president. president. It's not actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he's not in this it, film. It's someone doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression doing that as the president. <laughs> okay. I feel people understood what I meant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, Hank Scorpio presents uh, five options, all right? He's like, I've given out five uh, potential plans for us to do. you just got to pick one. Uh, and of course, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger just goes to number three, right? Doesn't even look at them. Doesn't need to look I at them. I was elected to lead, the... not to read. Yes. The classic, like, <laughs> oh, that's one thing I noticed about this film when watching it, is there's more classic, like, Simpsons in- lines in it than I remembered. Like, there's yeah. an earlier one, which is like, Bart goes, oh, this is the worst day of my life. The <laughs> worst day goes, of your life so far. I exactly. quote and that there's, there's, weekly. Yeah, same. Like, like that's genuinely something that I remember very distinctly. And I didn't remember it being from the movie because obviously the movie is so much later than when I was regularly watching The Simpsons. The reason that is, is because it to be quality. what happened is a bunch of The Simpsons writers left, um, namely one of them being John Swartzwelder. Um, mm. And they brought back all of the, they brought back a bunch of the, the great Simpsons writers for this. This was like the last hurrah, okay. which is why it's ah, yeah. so sense. much higher quality than any of the other uh, episodes around this time. Yeah, that makes right. sense. So uh, we get uh, plan three uh, enacted and it is that there's a giant fucking dome just dropped on the city. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> yep, plopped on. Uh, we Ooh. get the man, as we mentioned earlier, going, Back and forth. Oh, do I want to go? Do I want to go? Do I want to go? And then he gets crushed by the dome. Um, we also there's a like I guess they didn't really care about 
also they shouldn't it's a fucking cartoon who gives a shit but they didn't really care about the canonical like geography of the town because apparently in this the simpsons house like homer simpson's house is literally the very edge of the town. yeah but the, they've never cared about the geography the only there's very few things that have been kept the same in the geography of the show one of them being yeah. moe's basically being across the road from uh being across the road from uh king tuts king toots or whatever the, yes. the saxophone place um but the simpsons house has moved from being right next to the power plant to being wherever they want it to be i think yeah the, the one thing that uh the one thing that they really messed up with the sort of geography of the town is if you notice the scene where uh the church people run into the bar and the people from the bar run into the church moe's tavern is called moe's bar and that's the only time in the series where it's been Ooh. called moe's bar Huh. Full of fun facts. I'm sorry. Continue so, with the story. So, I wonder why. so, so it's clearly not them messing with. It's just there's another Mo. It's a different <laughs> bar. Mo's got. Um, he's, he's a. He's a. He's got. Mul- he's got many businesses. You know. He doesn't stick to just yeah, one. He's. He's. He's an entrepreneur, right? He goes out there. He makes some money. Right? Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, hey. Uh, uh, so eventually, the town, like the town, discovers that uh, Homer dumped the silo, and yeah. they all get very, very angry with him. Oh, yeah. not just angry, Jamie. They they literally start a lynch mob, which yes. is is way more kind of intense than I re- had remembered of the scene in the film. Where to the point where they hang up five nooses for each member of the Simpsons family because they are going to lynch them. This is very intense. Oh for my a god! Show yeah. which up until and they they have a little one. They have a they have a pacifier, a dummy on the one for their baby. <laughs> The worst part of this like, is, is that it's not just it's not just most members of the town. It's every single member of the town, including Homer's friends. <laughs> yeah. Including his and, and, and his own dad. <laughs> yeah. But if you, um, here's the thing, if you look into all of the crowd scenes as well, uh, in the background, there are characters mm. that have had a single appearance on the show. So pretty much every <laughs> single background character in all of these scenes has appeared in the show at some point. There, there's very right. few newly modelled characters. Um, it's it's now, good to know that they've been unified by the hatred yeah. of uh, and just wanting to kill Homer Simpson. Do you remember uh, how we talked a little bit earlier about how Homer failed to fix the sinkhole in his back garden? Well, that's come in handy, all right? Because as the mob try and tear down the treehouse, the, kind of, the family have escaped up into the treehouse, Maggie points to the um, sandpit, jumps in, and uh, escapes on the other side, of the uh, dome. And the rest of the family jump in. Homer gets stuck because he's too fat. And as he's going down, everyone in the town proceeds to claw at his face, uh, <laughs> ripping the skin from his bones um, until they escape. And they are then outside of Springfield. Yes. Homer reveals his plan uh, to flee to Alaska. That was mm. uh, that was his plan all along. His, his plan was a poster of Alaska. We're missing yeah. out. We're missing out some key points here, actually. Um, yeah. In that it comes back later. In that uh, at this point, the Simpsons family have got basically nothing. They've had to flee with none of their possessions. However, uh, what they do is they show up to a fair, wherein a man is saying, yes. "If you can drive around this, if you can drive around this cage ball with this motorbike, I'll give mm-hmm. you my truck." And so Homer spends his last ten dollars and uh, managed to drive the motorbike right around that right around that sphere. Can I ask, is that a thing that actually happens? Like those kind of ball with a motorcycle thing? I don't think that's a real thing. I like you asking us like we would know. <laughs> I don't know. Jamie, you strike me as the kind of man who likes a good man. circus, you know? <laughs> Jamie, we um, all know you were a carny for a good five years, uh, from the age of 21 to 26. And I just want to know if they did this at your carny. Full. I don't know if they're real. I do know 
that the advice that Lisa gives to Homer, which is mm-hmm. when you reach the top, speed up, don't slow down, is good advice. And is what I don't, this is a very tangential point, uh, but there are lots of things that I've learned from The Simpsons uh, that Lisa just says offhandedly. For example, in one episode where they're going into a skid, uh, like, that all the family is like giving different advice i think mard says tap the brakes um bart says turn away from the skid and lisa says turn into the skid and that is what you're supposed to do when you skid you're supposed to turn into it and the only reason i know that is because of lisa simpson and the only reason i know if i'm ever going around in a motorbike in a dome is speed up when you reach the top generally lisa gives good advice yes Probably listen to lisa it, it, it it's i i i thought about this earlier like i i feel it's bad i know the simpsons wants to sometimes have good points but Mm. when they have an entire town full of idiots and then one person who's reasonable um i feel like the message doesn't come across very clearly i feel like there's definitely a lot of americans who sit there and go shut the fuck up lisa stop being such an (laughs) idiot and then like for example you say you're trying to say hey the environment's kind of important having it only be lisa and then this just dumbass little Irish kid being the people championing that uh, that advice. I feel like there's a definitely a decent amount of people who just turned around and went, nah, fuck that. I think what people forget is that this, like, the Simpsons writers, a lot of them went to Harvard. You know, they're, they're Ivy educated yeah. people. So the Simpsons is like this, this, this picture, this satire of the average American family. And then Lisa is always the voice for the writers, um, mm. which is why she's got such good points. But what I love about her character is that if she wants to, if something doesn't suit her agenda, she'll just ignore it. She doesn't, she, she wants, she cares about the environment. She cares about being a vegetarian, but she doesn't care enough to like, you know, she, she'll still sell out on her values every now and then, which, which I like. It makes her real, like a real eight year old girl. <laughs> um, right. Let's, we're, we're maybe half an hour into so this film. Got, we need to plow on. They, they win the truck. They go up to Alaska. Um, in the town, of course, it's descending into anarchy. Uh, people are throwing stuff at the dome. The president and, of course, uh, Hank Scorpio Light uh, are not happy. Um, they eventually, the Simpsons eventually reach Alaska, where upon entering Alaska, they're given a thousand dollars. This is a semi-real thing that happens. Like Alaska does has a stipend for everyone who lives there. I believe you have to live there twelve months, but it is a real thing. That you know, in huh, return for. Uh, in return for allowing oil corporations to ravage the natural beauty of the country, you get like a stipend based on the amount of money generated that year uh, for everyone living there, which is weird but true. Um, very up in Alaska, American, the Simpsons have very American. Oh, <laughs> by super, the way, well, it's basically a universal basic income, but yeah, but le- only like less money only, than you look, completely need. If you let us destroy your house, we'll give you some money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, do it. Um. So up Simpsons in Alaska, are, yeah, adapting yeah, to Alaska. life in Alaska. Yeah, and they, and they are adapting fairly well, right? At the beginning, it seems to be nice. Earlier on, and this is important only for this bit, when Homer was like going to Alaska, Homer says, "There's only one up, op- you know. You only get to say this once in a in your relationship, but I need you to do this for me, right?" And Marge says, "Yes, I will do this for you." And they go up. Uh, there's uh, a sequence of Marge and Homer kind of hook up, and the animals are coming very in to Disney-ish. take their clothes off. <laughs> it's very, it's magical. Um, later when watching the news uh, they see Tom Hanks and this is where Tom Hanks appears there's our boy Tom Hanks as- we're a Tom Hanks podcast <laughs> Tom Hanks as Tom Hanks appears and talks about the fact that uh, just outside of Shelbyville uh, if you're bored of the Grand Canyon there's going to be a new Grand Canyon coming <laughs> just north uh, of Capitol and they needed someone nowhere near as, anything uh, is or ever was yeah 
I, and no, I think as the US went, government needs to borrow some respectability, they brought Tom Hanks in yeah. to yeah, I was going to uh, say I think that's very much how, how he introduces himself. And they're like the government doesn't have any uh, respect, so they're borrowing some of mine, <laughs> which is true, um, in- incredibly true. Yeah, um, because of the anarchy that's going on in the town, uh, Hank Scorpio Light has uh, basically persuaded the president to pick a plan that would involve uh, just blowing up the entire thing and killing everyone in Springfield. <laughs> Yeah, because um, they can't and, get out because the world yeah. can never know what happened in Springfield. Mm. Yeah, uh, and so and the... seeing that on the television, realizing sure. oh that's Springfield, uh, Marge says they have to go back and help them. Homer sure. says no. He's like no, they tried to kill me. Yeah. I'm not going to help them. Which now, you, I mean, you know what? Yeah, fair okay. enough. No, no, no. I know hold it hold was. On. They tried to kill him because he doomed all of them. I feel like okay, well, fair point. Okay, sure. fair point. <laughs> sure. I That's did fair immediately enough. forget that. <laughs> but I've got to be honest, if a lynch mob came to kill me and my entire family, even if it was my fault, I probably wouldn't go back. Yeah, but it's your, um, it's your friends and it's your whole life, you know? Your, your friends were going to hang your baby. <laughs> <laughs> which is really int- there was a noose for Maggie they were gonna hang a baby anyway so I yeah, would they, stay in Alaska they uh, disagree and so Homer goes out at some point and he comes back and Marge is about, yeah. Uh, Marge is no longer Ooh. there, Ooh. and Ooh. oh this boy, oh boy, yeah, Ooh. yeah, Jesus Christ! So um, we get um, the when Marge was escaping the house earlier, she grabbed one thing, which was um, their wedding tape. Uh, the the wedding, wedding tape. Uh, so she uh, Homer puts a tape into the video player, and Marge basically goes, "Look, I I'm done. Like I I've been thinking. I've been looking after you for so long. I've been like defending you to all of my friends. I've been saying like I like sometimes I, oh, sometimes you like, need to stand back to appreciate a work of art. Yes, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And then she just goes, and I'm doing all that because, well, I don't really know anymore." And so this is goodbye. I'm taking the children and I'm leaving. And to prove to myself that this is real, I'm taping this over our wedding tape. And then it cuts out and it goes to Marge and Homer. Suddenly appear. Exactly. Every time. And and I I promise it was much more beautiful than (laughs) Corey's. Hey, Corey, you have a beautiful voice. Don't worry. My new future good podcast (laughs) host. I and I swear to, I it might just be because I've been locked inside for over a month and I'm just feeling pretty sad anyway but I full on cried at this I was in active tears over this it's a, which it's is a impressive yeah because Jamie like I'm not sure if you know this great Jamie doesn't cry like like no, Jamie I'm really not a cry really rarely cries in films he's cried maybe yeah. like Six films, five films. Yeah, I'm really not a crier. Really. This film is. I was really caught off guard. It's real though. It, like that's the thing about The Simpsons. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, funny jokes, and then they hit you. No real emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like they, they they handle it very very well. Like it's not play, it's not played for jokes anywhere in any way. It is very handled very sincerely. And of course, these are characters that you know really well. Mm. So yeah. even though, of course, I know that it, like it all works out fine. Like it was really sad. So, yeah, I, I, I had a little cry. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we move on. If we move on, so, guys, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marge and the kids are on a train uh, back to Springfield. Uh, there is a joke, which is weird to watch in Disney Plus, <laughs> as uh, Bart comes down from the kind of um, storage, la- with a kind of uh, the storage rack on top with a bra on his head being like, I'm the mascot for an evil corporation. And now he is the mascot for an evil <laughs> corporation. To be fair, he was still the mascot of 
Fox, which is also an evil corporation. So he's always been the mascot of an evil corporation. To be fair, The Simpsons made fun of Fox a fair bit. I think I think they get a pass oh, for yeah. that. I mean, the, to be fair, The Simpsons made fun of Fox. In this movie, there was a gag earlier on where at the bottom they have a kind of um, commercial Fox ticker tape, which I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so Homer goes, he kind of uh, gets a dog sled uh, and he's kind of trying to get back to Springfield. He's trying to win back the guys and uh, he works the dogs too hard. Eventually the dogs uh, flee. Tear they, they tear him apart and then leave him. <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, At this point, he is found by uh, an Inuit woman um, who kind of takes him on a spirit quest, right? They kind of do some throat singing. He takes she gives, uh, some she, kind of substance with maybe ayahuasca. Yeah, I was going to say, she gives him ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was watching this um, and I realized, as a child, I didn't realize that she was giving him a hallucinogenic. That's that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, oh, and hey, kids, the important message of this movie, hallucinogenic drugs work. <laughs> he has a vision and he learns that to, he needs to help other people, basically. Guys. Take hallucinogens in your therapy, okay? It's going to help you with the breakthrough. It's going to help you reach new emotional states. Homer goes on a kind of uh, spirit quest-esque journey uh, in which... Uh, he has an incredible paniphony. Paniphony? He has an incredible... Paniphony is my favourite character from Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> he has an incredible um, epiphany. Um, yeah. Bananas uh, are an excellent he needs source to, of potassium. he needs to help people. Oh, yeah, that one yeah. too, um, yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so here's my question, and Corey, I think you'll be better than answer this. Maybe Jimmy will help. So obviously there is a spirit crest in The Simpsons before, in the full TV show, where yeah. he eats a chili pepper, the ghost pepper, so hot. The Mysterious that, uh, Voyage of our of... Homer. I genuinely watched that yes. last night. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh, he meets a, I believe he meets a fox. Uh, it's a coyote voiced by Johnny Cash. Fuck! Oh, I was trying to show oh. that I knew things. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a point here before uh, Homer meets the uh, Inuit woman, uh, where he's like almost attacked by a polar bear, and the Inuit mm. woman like scares off the polar bear. There's also a f- like a, a fox or coyote like thing there. Do we think that's a reference to the coyote he sees in his previous dream sequence, or is that just a weird background fox? Oof, um, it could go either way. It could be a reference. It could not. I'd have to get inside the animator's head. But that is oh, so let, let's just give him a quick call. <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> Hold on, oh, I've got Algin on. I've got Algin on on speed dial. <laughs> um. So yeah, he gets back to the town. Uh, the mm. uh, rest of the Simpsons got arrested by the EPA at some the, point. Because of an um, NSA, uh, th- this is an interesting one, where the yes. Simpsons predicted the NSA scandal of them listening yes. into everyone's conversations um, a good six years before it actually happened. Yeah, so uh, they're listening on the conversations, find out where the Simpsons are. Uh, and there's a fun joke of, the American government actually found someone they're looking for. <laughs> Um, and so they've been arrested and taken back to Springfield. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, a bomb Springfield been, ate, yes, a bomb. A, a bomb, bomb has been has lowered been through the roof, uh, and they're all going to die. The roof you know, of the, the roof of the dome. It has been put into yes. the dome. There's just a hole in the roof. Uh, yeah. Homer starts climbing the dome using super glue on his hands. Meanwhile, the town uh, is trying to distract uh, the um, the floating head of Hank Scorpio, uh, mm. who's projected onto the side of the screen. Cletus so is trying, trying to distract him. Cletus is trying to distract yes. him whilst uh, the yeah. town climbs up the bomb line. Yes, and so they're just about to get it uh, up to um, get the bomb out of the uh, dome. And that's when Homer comes crashing through, breaks the rope, makes Hank Scompio realise, and everyone's like, oh, what the fuck, you dickhead. Um, I just so realised they... something else. Sorry, you said that they tried to get the bomb out of the dome. They weren't trying to do that. They were trying to climb up the dome themselves. They were trying to climb up the, the line that the bomb was the being rope. lowered down yeah. on. It would have been much oh, smarter yes, yes. for someone just to 
Throw the take bomb. The, take the, <laughs> take the yes, bomb. Yes, they were all just trying to climb out. Yeah. Uh, but no, they uh, they instead uh, end up getting trapped mm-hmm. and everyone thinks uh, it's it's game over, basically. Um, Bart goes to... Uh, pray the with the, the Ned Flanders. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ned Flanders in church. Um, he kind of goes to them. Uh, Lisa, I think, goes to find Colin. Lisa wants to yes, find uh, Colin, but uh, Marge tells her that... Um, what is it? Marge tells her that uh, uh, apocalypse time is family time. She slips off. <laughs> Something um, along with that. Ah, the famous saying: "Apocalypse time is family time." Uh, she, she slips. Out, she slips away anyway. Yeah, Homer uh, grabs the bomb, gets finds a motorcycle, um, swings by the church to Bart. They only have like four minutes left at this time, I think. Um, he kind of goes to Bart and is like, "Look, I want. I know I've been a crap father, but do you want to come with me and ride this giant dome and throw the bomb through the hole?" Uh, Bart's like, oh no, uh, Ned Flanders is my, like, Ned Flanders is a decent dad, like, he's... Ned uh, Flanders is my daddy now. <laughs> yeah. And he Homer's like, I'll let you hold dad. the bomb. <laughs> yes, uh, consistency is the key. Yeah. Yes. Homer's like, I'll let you hold the bomb, and Bart's like, let's do this thing. Hops in the back of the thing, uh, and then Todd or Rod is like, I wish Homer was my dad! To which Ned's like, and I, I wish, wish you didn't, didn't have the devil's, devil's curly hair. hair. <laughs> I really uh, hope we said that now, at the same time. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, now, Corey, as a man with curly hair, how did you feel uh, being attacked by that joke? Uh, I feel like they've attacked me far more uh, through Groundskeeper Willie. So you know, this is this is light stuff from The Simpsons. <laughs> um, uh, right. So yes, they they ride up and uh, throw it up through the the hole. Obviously, Homer having learned how to ride a bike uh, on on a dome earlier, isn't that set yeah. up nice? As we all um, know, it doesn't matter how big the dome is. No, yeah. no, just just also, speed up. Importantly, earlier it was a sphere, not a dome, which I think will allow you to gain enough speed. Whereas in this one, it's just a half dome. I don't he's think this is possible. He's literally riding upside down. Yeah. At some point, he successfully managed to go from like riding like parallel to the Earth to like actually going backwards. <laughs> Uh, which sure it's a cartoon that's absolutely fine he also strangles his child and it's not a crime uh, there's so, a lovely you know, there's, okay uh yeah so no go on go on go on go on no no what are you gonna say i was gonna say well uh this comes after so they obviously they throw the bomb up it explodes yeah and um they're so they're riding down the the dome as it as it's shattering and they're thrown mm. through multiple places in springfield they're thrown past the springfield sign and then springfield gorge uh where ah. in bart the daredevil i believe it was Bart tried to jump over and Homer ended up breaking every bone in his body by jumping over and the ambulance that crashed is still there. Little oh. little reference to the series. Anyway, they yeah. continue. So yeah, they, um, they almost don't make it again, but uh, yeah. Bart swings his uh, slingshot sure. around it and they parachute back up uh, and everyone yeah. celebrates them as heroes. Now, of course, uh, there's one person who's not very happy about this and that's a little guy called Hank Scorpio. <laughs> right, that's right. He holds uh, Homer and Bart to gunpoint. Um... Uh, with the classic line, uh, there's, there's two, two things, things they don't. Sorry, sorry. Was it? There are two, no, no, there's two, there things, two things you don't, don't teach you at Harvard, Harvard Business School. <laughs> I'm not going to take this from you. One, Go ahead. Two, sure. One, uh, two things they don't teach you at Harvard Business School. One is how to handle. A, no, one is how to like accept a fee, and the other is how to handle a shotgun. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to do both at once. So he's just pointing a shotgun at them. Um, classic. And you're like, line. oh no, a button. The Homer gonna die, uh, and instead Maggie just like throws a rock on his head uh, from up a cliff, and uh, Hank Scorpio Light is taken care of. He's gone, and uh, thus they all praise him, uh, and Homer and Marge ride off into the sunset. 
Um, With the classic line, a callback obviously to earlier in the film, where she's like, this is the best day of my life. And he's like, best day of your life so far. So far. Um, and then we, there's a couple, uh, I wouldn't normally talk about the credits, but Tom Hanks appears in the credits again. Um, I can't remember what he fucking does. Hi, I've forgotten my name is Tom Hanks. And this is me saying, if you see me in real life, please leave me be. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Um, and then there's a couple other jokes like the Simpsons still watching um, the, the credits, waiting for the credits roll and then walking out. Mm. And then if you stick around until right at the very end, uh, the um, acne covered teenager uh, starts cleaning up the, um, the pews. The squeaky voice teen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. And that is the end of our lovely 90 minute film. So for anyone uh, who... <laughs> Hasn't listened to this podcast before, or maybe has just forgotten over the past 90 Ooh. minutes. Um, here's Ooh. how we normally do this. We review on three different categories. That's um, the film out of five, Tom Hanks' yep. performance out of five, and the Tom Hanks' dick meter. This is, of course, us panelling um, uh, or tracking Tom Hanks' dickishness uh, throughout all of his films. We think he plays a bit of a dick early on in his career, then he kind of stops, and then he kind of starts again. Uh, so we wanted to track that numerically. And then, of course, we decide whether it goes in our Hanks bank. Now, of course, uh, Corey, as with any guest we've had previously, you get to open up your Hanks bank for one time and one time. Well, actually, no, you're going to stay here forever now. So I have um, actually been... As, <laughs> you're as, the new co-host of the show. As we've spoken about, I've been here forever. I've just been quiet. I've not wanted to say anything. Nothing's piqued my interest <laughs> until now. <laughs> Um, so yes. let's just talk about this film in general. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, I like didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Like I expected to like think, oh, you know, nostalgia, but it probably wasn't that great. I probably liked it more as a kid than I would now. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did like it more as a kid than I did now, but there's enough of nostalgia factor there for me to still find it funny. There's enough of a like genuine heartfelt moment there to make me actually fucking cry, which is mm. ridiculous. Uh, I blame the quarantine, not not the movie. <laughs> um, but um, in general, I was very pleasantly surprised with how well this held up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I pretty much agree. Like, I think what I was really surprised by is like, it, like it's definitely not. There are definitely Simpsons episodes which are better than this. Like. You know, there are individual, like, 22-minute chunks of things which are, like, in a kind of shorter amount of time are both more heartwarming and probably more funny. And yet, I think it still really works. Like, I, as someone who's... I think I probably watched it maybe once or twice beforehand back when it first came out. And I, I love The Simpsons again. Like, like I said, like, I was drawing them all the time. I was watching it every night. And it, it's really moving in parts. Like, it is a... You know, the home homage stuff is really moving. It's funny. The kind of situation is big enough that it justifies it being a feature-length movie rather than just a um shorter episode i think the 83 minute runtime well, 89 minute runtime whatever it is is a good choice like it had it gone any longer and dragged like i think it probably would like it less but i think it's a fun film yeah i really enjoy it yeah i mean it's i i totally agree it's as tight as any episode it, it sticks to its runtime mm-hmm. well and the one thing that that I, when I was watching this the other day, completely of my own accord, completely unrelated to this <laughs> podcast, I genuinely decided to watch it. Um, the fact is that it just looks so much better than any episode of the show. There's camera angles yeah. you don't get. There's there's shots that have lighting that you just would never see on the show. So in terms of mm-hmm. from a writing perspective, it's as good as yeah. it, it's as good as a Simpsons movie will be. Um, but from mm-hmm. an animation perspective, it's it's on another level to anything from the show. You know, it's it's definitely yeah. it may not be the best Simpsons um piece of content, but it's definitely one of the best movies of a TV show. 
Yeah, I, um, I agree. So, that. Yeah, like for, I, for a famously difficult thing to do, taking a TV into a movie, like like The Simpsons handling taking a TV very, into very a movie well. must be very difficult because it's hard to hide it under your shirt. I feel. <laughs> I what I find <laughs> so obviously there is a there is talk how, of a second. How dare you, Alexander, brush past that genius? <laughs> we must we must sit in it, we must revel in it, and then we when we have properly appreciated it, we may. You move know what? On. That's correct. Let's give it a moment of silence. So there's talk of a Simpsons movie too, which I think has been in development for a while, uh, and which seemingly now with the Simpsons having bought by Disney, likely to happen. I know originally the plan with the Simpsons movie was to not do it until the show... They were going to save a movie until the show was over, basically, right? Like, they didn't necessarily think the show was going to go on as long as it did. So I think earlier on they thought, okay, fine, it'd be a good way to cap off the whole thing. I have a feeling that a Simpsons movie 2 would be uh, the show is ending and, like... Probably. Let's get people back and let's do one last thing. I feel like... Well, I, I don't know. I feel like you can't end the show at this point. The show's gone past its end point, so capping it off with a movie is kind of like... It's it's going out with a whimper rather than going out with a bang. I think... I agree if they distributed it in the cinemas. I think it's a case of, like, if you did it on Disney+, Plus, where it's a Disney Plus release of, like, a feature-length film, and with, hopefully... You oh, know, wow, who's fucking chilling for Disney+, Plus now, you fucking <laughs> cuck? No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, if you're Disney, at some point the viewing numbers are going to get so low. Like, I... So, kind of going... Talking about The Simpsons as a whole, right? Like, I think all three of us both say we really like The Simpsons, but that, you know... And we stopped at different points, but we're not watching it in the same way as we once did. I wonder at what point The Simpsons is just going to get low enough in the ratings that they think, okay, let's... Let's stop making this. Like, at what point does it stop justifying its own existence in terms of continuing to make a new season, continuing to pay a staff, continuing to do X, Y, Z? I feel like The Simpsons as a marketing force is massive. I mean, ultimately, this, Disney's paid for its paid for The Simpsons itself in that anyone who who wouldn't have gotten Disney Plus for anything else has gotten Disney Plus to watch every single episode of The Simpsons. So it that's yeah, that's fair. paid for. They've event, they've effectively got it in syndication on their like on their app. So people mm-hmm. are going to do that. I think they'll make it for as as long as they want, as long as it makes money, and the show still makes money. I mean. It's been running for yeah, 33 years, and it's not slowed yeah. down. It, again, mm. it's what we were saying earlier. It's still one of the... It's still not necessarily the best show on TV like it used to be, but it's still a solid show. It, it's no worse yeah. than Family Guy. And that's still running. That's fair. So, I don't know. Right, to pull us back to uh, the movie. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, the, the movie the, in this Tom Hanks podcast. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. the movie. Yes, right. remember, remember that's what we talk about? Um, sure. I'm so, going so, to give this a strong four. I don't... I can't give it higher than that i think while the jokes are good i i as you say the animation is much better i don't think it is the best jokes that you see in a simpsons movie i like but i what i was very pleasantly surprised by was how many iconic lines there are in there but it's still not like a tight laugh a minute that you would see from from other comedies so i can only give it a four that makes sense that's fair enough um look i i pretty much agree uh just because like i think if you were to rank the quality of like every Simpsons piece of media ever. Um, I think the it's Simpsons the up- hit and run would come first. Of the course. PS2 video uh, game. <laughs> and then of course the Simpsons, uh, Oh God, what, what's not the hit and run. The one with the, the one where they meet God. The Simpsons game. Yeah. That was, that was fantastic. Simpsons games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously that's number two. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, it, I think it's a four because I think it's in like, it's in an upper tier of Simpsons content, but it's, 
other than the kind of section about like Marge and Homer breaking up, I don't think it ever reaches the levels of like profound like profoundness profundity um, that some of the Simpsons content does. Like some of the Simpsons, like uh, do it for her and stuff like that. Like mm. those kind of moments of the Simpsons are like not even devastating, just like really genuinely powerfully emotional. And I think to be a five star, I think you need to be that level of quality for me. So I think for the Simpsons, this is one step down from its top tier stuff. But at the same time, it's really good. And and I, I think a really good movie. It's very enjoyable, definitely. I think the reason it doesn't hit that point is because they they focused on the Homer-Marge relationship, which only ever hits out at about a four emotionally. If they'd done a Homer-Lisa yeah. or a Bart-Lisa, yeah. it could have been a five. I mean, I, I think I agree, with, I agree with you guys completely. I'd, I want to give this five stars, but mm. I would reserve the five stars because I know that they could have made a potentially better Simpsons movie. There was nothing wrong with this one. There's nothing that I would want to change. But yeah. there is... I'm leaving some wiggle room. Little little bit of room yeah. in case they want to make another. <laughs> you're, you're, just, you're just taunting the creators of The Simpsons going, hey guys, <laughs> do better. Yeah, come on, guys. Come on. Step your game um, up, right? You got Disney money now. Right, so we're fours across the board on the film. Uh, Tom Hanks' performance. We don't need to spend a long fucking time. He's playing Tom Hanks. Who gives a shit? I give it a three. <laughs> I give it a four. I enjoy it. I, I give like it. it. It's a good time. I give it a five. Purely for the... <laughs> purely, purely for the the escalation there was pure comedy three four five well done gentlemen rule of threes purely for the tussle my hair mr hanks bit that's mwah, fantastic oh, yes. perfect just the, um it's a perfect encapsulation of tom hanks as a as a person and, and as a character yeah good uh and in that case tom hanks dick meter Oh, he's a royal dick in this. He's he's <laughs> shilling for the fucking government. He's an absolute fucking wanker. I'm giving him a strong five. Yeah, five. Absolutely. There is. He's. It's, I wouldn't quite call it genocide, but it's it's almost there. Well, yeah. I I would I would call it genocide. Murdering the entire town is kind of an act of genocide. I feel like it's it's, it's very least a massive war crime against your own people, which is disturbing on many many levels. So I'm gonna go for seven. <laughs> because this is the first time Tom Hanks has been the figurehead for war crimes. Uh, Although I'm not gonna and, lie, you know, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom, yeah, Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks being the figurehead for a war crime makes me really soften on war crimes. I don't know. Maybe they're not <laughs> as bad as I once thought. <laughs> if only Paul Potts had a Tom Hanks to go out there and speak for him, he would have been received as one of the greatest leaders of our time. Um, now the more interesting one, which I, 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 I. I feel like I know what both your answers are going to be, but I'm not 100%. Um, now, Corey, of course, you do get to open up your Hanks Bank for one time and one time only. So I feel like it would be a bit of a missed opportunity to just leave it empty. <laughs> Destroy the world. Um, that's what I say. <laughs> is this uh, going in your personal Hanks Bank? Oh, this is this has been in my Hanks Bank for my entire life. Yes, of course, this is going in my Aww. Hanks Bank. Fantastic. Al? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, look, it's... It is touching. It is well made. It is funny. It is. I think it's. It's very hard. And there's a kind of a litany of movies which are poorly translated from TV to film, and I think they strove really hard to make it something that justified it being a film. It's something that has emotional stakes. It is one well, not say perfect. It's a really good time. So yeah, no, definitely goes in the Hanks Bank. Um, yeah, it also goes in my Hanks Bank purely because it's on Disney Plus and Disney Plus is the greatest service ever provided to any human being. It is uh, something that all people should get. You uh, still, how uh, much are they <laughs> paying you for this? And can I get some not of that a, Disney not... Plus money? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, all I was going to say was not enough. <laughs> um, 
Yes. Yeah, so yeah, uh, across one uh, uh, Hank's facts, which I I sort of before going into the film was a little bit apprehensive about. I was thinking, is this going to hold up? It might not. So I'm I was very pleasantly surprised with how this has turned out, and clearly you guys were as well. Now, normally if something if something didn't go in our Hank's bank, we would decide what saves humanity this week. But we don't have to do that. We have decided that the Simpsons movie is going to save humanity this week. So in lieu of that, Corey, I will cede the floor to you before we do our terrible shilling uh for ourselves do you have anything you would like to promote uh for anyone who has stuck it out into this this long in the podcast god damn it they deserve to know what's going on in your life i have two things to say well i could, before i before i plug i need to say one thing because i would i would hate myself if i didn't mention this i just need to say that the name autumn shank it's a joke from the simpsons about tom hanks Look it up. That's it. Uh, but if you're gonna, okay. if I'm gonna talk about myself, um, I do a podcast. It's called Sci Guys. It comes out every Monday. I take a story uh, from the science world and bring it to my two friends, Jamp and Luke, and we have a good old time. They interrupt me, and we try and muddle our way through it. I also make videos. Um, I tweet. I'm on Instagram. Everything under Not Corey. So that's Sci Guys, S E I G U I S, and Not Corey, N O T C O R R Y. Look for me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Al, he spells it out and everything. He's so oh, professional. Oh, Fuck. Oh, <laughs> We're being shown oh, up. I just garbled oh, through it. I go, oh, you can follow us at Hank's Bank Pod, at Jamie P. Locks, and at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Oh, I am a seller. I'm a seller spell- through and through. Don't- <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know how to pro, spell Locks, right? I'm happy he's my guess. new co-host. Okay, Jamie, we're getting a professional in this podcast now. I'm sorry you're being replaced, but thank you for still editing it. You know, that's what I really appreciate. Thank you for editing our podcast here. <laughs> uh, that will be my only role from here on out so this is me signing off from the Hanks Bank podcast but of course Al what can they do other than follow us on all the social medias and of course now follow us on Instagram uh, at uh, fuck at Hanks Bank I think yeah at Hanks underscore bank at Hanks underscore bank and go and uh, find us on Facebook I forget to do that because for the first 50 episodes of this podcast we didn't have an Instagram or a Facebook <laughs> so it's not it's not ingrained in my DNA yet to uh, to power through those things as well but of course Alexander what else would you like to tell people to do alright guys look it's really simple here okay you're at home we're at home what else better do you have to do than to delete every podcast you currently have on your device and to go around your family's phones find out their passwords deleting every podcast they have and then downloading all 60 something episodes of this podcast all right that's what you gotta do you gotta get those numbers up and by that we mean you gotta download everything and then here's what you do again you're sitting there on this table you got five phones you're gonna delete every single podcast again <laughs> and then you're gonna re-download it okay you're gonna be a farm right that's what you're gonna do you're gonna farm just up do downloading that this until you get caught <laughs> when your dad or mum comes to you and is like oh my god why have you downloaded 800 gigabytes worth of podcasts and you gonna say because i did it i did it for the hanks bankers okay i did it for the bankers i did it for the lols i, I don't think that's what we call anyone i don't think we've ever called anyone bankers <laughs> banker. no i've definitely called them bankers that's a throwback okay i've definitely <laughs> called our listeners bankers before they're, de- they're bankers what else are they meant to be they're bankers okay that's i love be you guys so confusing. You're all yes that you realize that that is another term that is already used for a very very established thing may i propose that's fine. may i propose hankers 
Nah, no. thank you. <laughs> nope, shut down nah. immediately. In fact, nah. Corey, for that suggestion nah. alone, I think you should be kicked off this podcast. Yeah, like, Corey, well, Al can't sorry, do it by like, himself. I'm honestly, sorry. Honest, well, no, no, no. Look, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I thought I thought I had a new co-host here. I thought I was someone who brings the same level of dedication and professionalism to this as I have. But that joke, I'm sorry, Jamie, you're back on. All right, Corey, you're gone. From me, Jamie, and my co-host, Al, that's one more ep in the bank. I'm still here. <laughs> spider pig, spider pig. Does whatever a spider kick, pick, pick. It's a very straightforward lyric. <laughs>